If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. Sometimes we watch films in between the best and worst, you know? Uh, don't know why I added that into the intro. My name is Ben Errington and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. And indeed, everybody else. How are you all doing? Only Ben can answer. I'm doing all right. And I'll speak on behalf of everybody else listening. I think they're doing all right as well. It's a spectrum, I imagine. But, you know, for those of you who are doing really well, glad to hear it. For those of you who are not doing so well, hope it gets better. I hope it gets better, and hopefully it will get better across the next couple of hours where we talk about a movie uh, that you may or may not have seen. I kind of think, like to think a lot of horror fans have seen this film because after putting out on Twitter, last I know you you put it out on Twitter as well, Andy. Seems like this film's got a lot of well, it gets a lot of love. It's got a lot of fans. Yeah, I think a lot of people got in touch with this. Said like, oh, I know Janine was on, friend of the show, previous guest, Jean Pipe came on and said. Love it, one of our favourites. Um, a couple of folks came on. I think, uh, I think Dan was on saying, "Oh, I haven't seen it for years. Wonder how it's aged." Feels like mm. a lot of folks got some fun memories of this as a bit of horror cinema. Yeah, crazy to think that this is like what 16, 15, 16 years old as well, because it feels like one of those films that is fairly a fairly recent release. It has, does have a sequel as well that I didn't even know existed. And now I'm looking at the list of you know stars and directed by and screenplay produced by sam raimi he loves it doesn't he he absolutely loves it even to this day he'll go get me on there as a producer yeah I'll come produce, on I'll, I'll produce horror things all right I'll, I'll produce it my name's got a lot of weight you know add it to add it to a movie we're uh we're good to go we're cooking 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 on gas cooking with gas what is that saying i've never understood it cooking with gas but in the case of this movie cooking with like leaked pipeline oil i imagine Cooking with leaked pipe pipeline oil. How would you feel about living in a tiny little Alaskan town where at some point is it legit that there's thirty days of night? Is that legit? 
I'm not sure if it's exactly 30 days, but there are loads of places in the Northern Hemisphere yeah. far enough north and the sun doesn't come up for... Because that movie Insomnia with Al Pacino and uh, Robin Williams is is set in a similar sort of thing, but it's like daytime all the time, 30 days of day. 30 days uh, of day. And Al Pacino is, is going nuts. And... I imagine that in the 30 days of night town, because of that kind of um, position on the world, there may also be a 30 days of day. An adjacent 30 days of day. Maybe it's a rom-com. You know, 30 Days of Night, horrible, terrifying vampire horror, 30 Days of Day, it's a rom-com. What's the opposite of vampire? Blood donors? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so, yeah. Give you like <laughs> lovely bones, bring all your dogs to life. Lovely, kindly blood donors. Just uh, just turn it up and go, look, do you fancy some of my blood? We're the same blood type, luckily. I can't give blood anymore. I recently went to give blood and they said... Sorry, your veins are shot. <laughs> no, not for that reason. Not for not for any dodgy reason. But apparently, like, oh, we can't find a very good vein. So we would say, don't ever donate blood ever again. And I'm like, ah, what? What? Never I, ever again? Is it not just a bad day for them? I got, a, I got. A, yeah, it feels like that's a bad day. I got a warning <laughs> once. It was when I was, um, it was when I was doing, a, I was doing a lot of running, and we've been eating, eating less, and they're going, oh, you ain't got very much iron, mate. Magneto couldn't get you around here, so uh, oh, no. not, not enough iron. If you can come back in a few weeks and try again, and if you fail, then you'd be banned for a year from giving any of your blood. Banned for a whole year? Why do yeah. they? Why do they speak in in those like in those terms? Like you could you banned? Make sure you study, I guess. So I I did study. I took my iron supplements every day. <laughs> and, then, and then you gave and then you gave blood, and it was all right. Before back that, your your blood behind. was just your blood was just Vimto. They yeah. just went this old watery Vimto. Is not going to be good enough. Nothing in it. Yeah. It's not I was disappointed. I was disappointed as well because it is kind of like one of those good deeds you do, uh, where you can feel a bit happier about your yeah, existence you on the planet Earth. Huh? Really easy as well. Just do a bit of bleeding. Do a bit of bleeding. Have a lovely biscuit afterwards. Yeah, uh, an orange club sometimes. Yeah. Message from mm. your friends at Horror Hangar, everybody. Yeah. If if you're able to, if you haven't, if you've not been banned for having eaten beef in the 90s or not having enough iron or having shit veins if you've not been banned for <laughs> beef in the 90s or any of those or Back any disease then yeah uh, do it it's a good it's one of those things it's a self it's one of those selfless things you know when we say there are no selfless acts it feels like one of those selfless acts, but you do get like a little bit of a biscuit, a little bit of a, a, a biscuit but it makes it does make you feel good like you're making a difference you know as well um so yeah do that um lots of blood is donated Against the will, the will of a lot of people in this and today's movie, um, which is pretty pretty horrific, I guess. But yeah, you know, before we even get into it, Ben, you know, one thing I'd say to these vampires, should I have the opportunity to, go on, eat fucking sensibly, or just jump yeah. on people, shake, you don't have to shake your head about that much to get the blood mm. out, do it nicely. That- they're knocking about in this town as well for 30 days. So I feel like you need 30 days of sustenance. And I feel like if on day one you're going in and just murdering everyone, I feel like that's bad. I feel like then for 29 days you're going to be starving. I feel like just, just draw it out a bit longer. Don't kill everyone and hunt down five people for the next 29 days. That feels unnecessary. Do you reckon it's like... Well, we don't see the vampires in the film all the time. Do you reckon... 
it's like a holiday for them, right? It's like a package tip tour. It's like an all you can eat, obviously. So they've gone mad and overdone it like anyone might. Do you reckon when we don't see them on camera, they're like they're catching up on their reading, they're doing other stuff? I, you know, it sounds silly, but I did kind of have that thought. I kind of thought it'd be dead boring. Like just muck, just milling about in this like abandoned town, uh, where the sun never comes up. You don't. I'm assuming vampires don't need to go to sleep if the sun doesn't come up, right? Yeah, they just so that so they're awake twenty four seven. It seems that all they do is kind of like walk around screaming and talking in their little language. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not. That language. I'm not. I'm not being xenophobic and saying to speak English, talk in your language. Fine, keep doing that. Um, but it feels like the only, only other thing they kind of do is just mill about on rooftops. They do that buddy home. Busman's <laughs> holiday. <laughs> well, Busman's holiday. Um, I guess we're made to think the reason that they've come... Might be, they might be one two. Sorry, you go. The reason that they've done this is so they can just, you know, have as much blood as they like and not have to worry about dying every 12 hours. Because I think we've had this discussion before that, sure, vampires are immortal and they do live forever. However, as a human being who who isn't immortal, they don't have to worry every 12 hours that shit might almost die. You know, we're... You can Unless die with a little flavour of sun in this one as well. Just a little glance at it will burn your face off if you're a vampire. Oh yeah, or have a little, have a, a really strong torch in your face. Yeah, I think there might be. I reckon we don't see it, but there's maybe one or two of the vampires that's really pissed off that they're doing regular vampire stuff and they're not like, um, you know, they're not making the most of being on holiday when they're lurking about on rooftops. There's one of them that's like yeah. building snowmen on the floor. Do <laughs> <laughs> that all the time at home. Come on, it's lovely round here. I can, gosh, it's beautiful. Stare at the moonlight for as long as I like. Great times. Yeah. Cancelled all their alarms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn off alarm until until I set it again. Don't even have yeah. to change it. Don't even change it to a day. Uh, okay, let's let's jump into some horror news before this. So, last week we were just off the back of the Evil Dead Rise trailer. And then we did our reaction. That's on YouTube now. If you want to watch that, that's available for everybody to watch. It was on Patreon before, but now it's on YouTube. And then pretty much the next day after our last episode went live, we got the Renfield trailer. Nicolas Cage bears his fangs as Count Dracula in Universal Monsters comedy. So it stars Nicholas Holt as Renfield and Nicolas Cage as Count Dracula. And the trailer is so it's like a modern day take on Dracula knocking about and Renfield being kind of done with his role as being his uh, bitch, not bitch, but you know, he's he's in a toxic relationship with Dracula. He needs to get out of, is there life before serve it beyond serving the infamous Prince of Darkness? That's not Ozzy Osbourne. That is Nicolas Cage as, as Dracula. Did you see this trailer? I've not watched it yet. You know, I feel about- like I shouldn't have brought this up in the news because I didn't watch it either, but do you know, I'm, I'm fully, fully invested in the avoid, trailers i know that sounds silly as somebody reacted to a trailer on youtube and on this podcast but i don't know things like this where i think i might just wait and see you know um i've I've seen i've seen like some clips and i've seen all the screenshots and the poster and everything uh i think yeah it looks like it's going to be a good time and i'm sure nicholas is a, it's a, one of the roles that nicholas cage looks born for you know yeah. I, I mean I, I i'd see nicholas cage in pretty much anything but Looks like a good cast. Um, it's a uh, apparently it was a pitch from Robert Kirkman. Um, 
of the Walking Dead fame. Of the Walking Dead. And Chris McKay, who is involved in Tomorrow War and Lego Batman movie, who directed the movie, sorry. Um, so, yeah, looks... That sounds good. Looks, I mean, looks interesting. I'll absolutely go and see it, but I warn you now, everyone involved with Renfield, I have a very high bar for vampire comedies. You're going okay. to you're gonna have to get up pretty in the early in the morning or I guess there's a vampire pretty early in the evening, like dusk. Yeah. If you're gonna beat Dracula dead and loving it with Leslie Nielsen himself. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, well. Getting up at getting up at dusk. Vampires was absolutely love January. Mm-hmm. Amazing. What's that? Quarter to four. See you later, sunshine. Off you pop. Off you pop. Um Okay, what else have we got? So apparently, Eli Roth is finally making his Grindhouse movie spin-off, Thanksgiving, which is one of the trailers that was um, in in between the Grindhouse movies, Planet Terror and Death Proof. Uh, do you remember the trailer very well? Oh, it's been a long time now. It's been it's a like a... I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I couldn't repeat any of the stuff that happens in it's it. It's like a slasher um, that happens over thanksgiving and there's lots of like turkey based um deaths i think there's someone with their like head their bodies like a turkey and severed heads attached to it so a very like tongue-in-cheek um um b-movie type okay. horror um but yeah apparently eli roth is going ahead and making it is eli roth a, as big a heavy hitting name as he used to be it says here horror guru but i don't know there was a time when anything Eli Roth did, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'll check that out. But now maybe I'm a bit more like, well. Yeah, I mean, I'll turn up and watch it. Like, it's one of those things, like, I'd always pay attention to this kind of thing coming out. But I always a little bit, have a little bit of skepticism and caution when something's been left so long. Yeah. You know, between, it's been a long time between drinks, like, we have a few problems with like legacy sequels, right? Like all these things that are coming back after an mm. awfully long time. And you wonder, would they have been bigger and more relevant at the time they were, you know, incepted and what have you, or as, as leaving them perhaps let it fade out. But you yeah. know, I've read about it has been nothing but positivity and excitement. People have been, wanting him to do it and i love a silly slasher idea it's yeah. no boo year's eve of course but you know it's no boo year's eve of, of everything i want to see werewolf women of the ss more in terms yeah. of the trailers that we got the grindhouse trailers i yeah i really do want to see I that the, but... um, edgar wright one don't with um yeah emily booth in it right with emily booth yeah exactly um Maybe I'll make that one. Maybe they will make that one day. And I'll get Emily Booth back in. And then we can have an exclusive interview comment, with comment her. On, comment on her own movie. Good times. Yeah. Um, and the only other news that I've got is that Wednesday has been officially confirmed for season two. Obviously, it's been doing incredibly well. It's been like a record-breaking hit for Netflix. I think it was like top of the most watched TV shows for a little while. Um, yeah. And then they've signed up for a season two. I still haven't checked it out, but probably should and i will yeah i, I still really want to get and watch it. i will get and start it sometimes you have to take a little bit of a run-up to start a tv series sometimes because hmm. you got to make sure you got the space to carry on with it right and get to the end you know like there's two risks one you don't want to end up falling off it just because you don't have time to go on to the next episode uh, and two like you don't want to be 
doing it just before anything else that's going to demand commitment is about to start as well. It's hard work, isn't it? It's hard work. Never such um, hard work. Although, it is. to be fair, like, again, scrolling the, the socials, Wednesday is one of the few things that Netflix appears to be renewing. Like, every other, yeah. every other tweet you see at the minute is, Netflix has cancelled this after one series. Netflix has cancelled the other thing after one series. Yeah. Seems like they are, they used to have a lot more patience for seeing how things sort of um, pan out, but it seems like someone someone of the Netflix higher ups is uh, ruining it for everybody. But there is a load of stuff. There's a load of stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's, that's good news. And and uh, Jenna Ortega, obviously a huge year for her. It has been, and 2023 so it looks like it's going to continue in that vein um, with Scream Six, obviously, and. Uh, I was going to say, is she going to be in the X sequel? But she's 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 dead, right? Spoilers for X. Yeah, she is. She is dead. Unless she's unless she's really poorly in the next one. I mean, oh yeah, no, miraculously she... brought back to brought back to life. Could be surprised, like you know, they could completely change the the theming of it, like in, uh hmm, you know, yeah. say, oh, it's a ghosty thing now. It's a bloody ghosty. Um, okay. Apart from that. Have we been watching anything this this last few days? News, oh, I have you? Then. Okay, sorry to sorry to fly oh. in there. Hit me hit me with the news. There is for those of you UK listeners, if you're further south than I am, slightly further east than um, than Ben is. Um, oh. Horror on Sea is this weekend. Oh, oh wait, I did see the shared actually. You know, Horror on Sea is this weekend. I believe weekend passes are still available. All films are strictly certificate 18. Strictly. So tickets going from Friday the 13th of January right the way through to Sunday the, the, um, the 22nd. Um, you've got day passes are from 32 quid. You could get things from the, like you could get passes for the whole weekend. Lots of cool schlocky indie horror that is that is coming along. There was one in particular that I am now quite keen to see myself directed by one pat higgins that i had a little twitter exchange with yesterday in fact oh. a great sounding movie that sounds right in my alley called, my alley called power tool cheerleaders versus the boy band of the screeching dead take that, <laughs> take that from, okay okay take that from the title alone lots of trauma alumni it looks like it's going to be a really fun film festival everyone who i know is going Seems to be really excited for it. Apparently, really good atmosphere. Everyone who you know is going. No, everyone, everyone. Everyone who I know who is going. Got you. Sorry, not, I... not mutually exclusive. Not everyone <laughs> that knows me is going to it. I don't know everybody that is going. But yeah. that small Venn diagram of people that I do know that are going. Tell you yeah. what, I'm so excited. Um, I'm gonna have to make do with seeing the ones that I can remotely. But if that's in your area, if that's in your locale. Well, yeah. this weekend it's January. Come on, get yourself, get yourself involved. Exactly. Uh, I mean, talking of film festivals as well, Fright Fest Glasgow. The lineup is going to be revealed in just seven days. So seven days from the date of us recording this episode. So probably a little bit sooner if you listen to this episode now. Sixteenth um, of January, the film films are going to be revealed, and then on the eighteenth of January is when passes and tickets go on sale, which is exciting very exciting mark your calendars 
Um, and that's for Fright Fest. Is that the Glasgow one you say? Ben? Fright Fest Glasgow, yeah, which is the 10th and 11th of March. Yeah. Um, so, I, mean, so I think there's some warm up films on the 9th as well, yeah. Well, we haven't worked out the exact logistics just yet, but we are going to cover it in some capacity. It's not far from my house. So, yeah. We're going to try and have a little weekend of it. Is, is it merely a stone's throw away from. Oh, I'd have to throw a stone pretty far. It's about an hour's drive. If I could throw well, yeah. a stone in the distance it would take to travel in an hour in the car be the olympics i guess so, yeah you'd have arm you'd have arms like those two those two guys who operated the waltzes uh and Blo- bloody new year i was you know, <laughs> spin you into oblivion the energy <laughs> first would be over <laughs> there we go that's it for news um anything you've watched in the last Let seven days a little little rocket through ben i've been really inspired like... by trying to get to i like this because sorry sorry yeah. god i was gonna say i like this because i feel like you've always got plenty to watch that i'm kind of always taking inspiration from now so i've been i've been inspired by a little rush to try and get to the end of stuff at the end of the year so i'm still trying to mop up a little bit of the bits i didn't get to see mm. uh, top 10 still intact i think but here is what i have watched um sissy on um on show ah, yeah so it is uh it's an australian horror yeah horror black comedy uh about a, a girl who is now an influence online who re meets an old an old best friend and it mm. triggers a lot of bad memories um a lot of fun uh film reviewer alexi Teliopoulos like prompted me to get on and see this by by describing it in his short letterbox review as the head smash of the century. <laughs> okay. Oh, Alexi okay. was absolutely right. Um, I can't put it in any better words. Yeah, it was good. A lot of fun. Then I watched your friend and mine, little horror scream queen himself, Justin Long. In oh, yeah. House of Darkness. Oh. Have you seen this? You heard about this? Uh, no, no, no. I've not seen this. Um, it is, by and large, just two characters in there. It begins with... Uh, the end of an enchanting evening, Justin Long is dropping off a woman he's met in a bar at home and she invites him in for a drink. Mm-hmm. Most of this film is is dialogue. Without any spoilers about things that happen, I don't want to say what happens. 90% of this film is dialogue. But from about minute two of the film, it <laughs> is so stressful that I wanted to be sick. Oh, God. Like, oh, no. Not even, not even in a horror sense all of it sometimes so just, the, just the interaction the i'll have to i'll have to pull up the the cast list so i can do it justice and properly check the the actor's name because there are bits where he is clearly a guy who is he's on the buddy he's on the buddy pull isn't he he's uh he's out there and he thinks that he's struck gold with this woman that he's like, <laughs> oh it's um what an idiot kate bosworth i should remember that so it's oh kate, yeah okay but you can tell from the entire situation. He is the guy who thought he's like, you know, chatted up this woman at the bar, but she is absolutely in control of the entire situation. There are so many bits where she ties him up in knots verbally by like going like, you know, he'll say something because what do you mean by that? And he's like, oh, I just mean, you know, <laughs> uh, like, and like you just listen to it and it's like, oh no. It's like oh. honestly, it is so it is so stressful and there's a couple of other there's a couple of other characters that that come in a little bit later 
I've never had such a palpable sense of danger with nothing actually happening on okay. necessarily. But I like that. I feel like that's one of my favorite genres of film. Oh, you'll Just stress. I think, I think you'll really like it. Yep. Um, I watched Pray for the Devil. Not as in oh, yeah. the devil as in put your hands together and say, Dear God, please watch over the devil. He gets a hard time. Um, <laughs> I mean, as in the the people that the devil might eat about a um uh... big big conjuring energy. I feel like this was advertised at cinemas like sort of Q3 last year and then yeah seemed to like come and go and now it's just on streaming so I um I watched it on there actually it's it's got a lot of the same energies you get a lot in lots of exorcism and possession films but it's well acted I enjoyed it um I watched scare nice. me on shudder as well the um it's the it's like the Shudder original that has two yeah. writers that tell each other st- scary stories and it's not really done with effect or anything. It is just them telling stories in this cabin. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure... So it's directed by Josh Rubin, that one, isn't it? I've yeah. not actually seen this one. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure when it came out in 2020, Luke was Luke a big really advocate it. of this film. It's got Aya Cash in it as well, isn't it? From um, The Boys, the one who plays Stormfront. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I definitely need to need to was, check, check that out. Was, it was really good. Um, does a does an excellent troll impression. Uh, it's very good. I I enjoyed that a lot. It's funny, then it's quite dark as well. I I liked that. And then I watched one from sort of cult horror milk milkers, cult <laughs> horror filmmakers. Okay, combine the film <laughs> and makers together. There, they're milking it for all it's worth. This bloody film. And they did with their film, the the Psycho Sisters. The uh, American Mary, who it's about a medical student who takes oh, the, yeah. takes work in the body modification community. You know what? Hands up to this one. I went in expecting far less than I actually got. I thought it was going to be schlocky, low budget, over the top, but it's made with um, clearly a great deal of passion and actually is far deeper than I expected from from going in. Um, mm. It's making me really look forward to catching their new movie, which I should very quickly bring That's up. That's starring starring um Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps, isn't it? Yes, and she's also I mostly knew her from uh, Freddy vs Jason. She's one of the she's you know one of the disposable teenagers in that. Okay, disposable teenagers. Yep. That's unfortunate. Yep, Catherine Isabel and let's have a someone look. of someone of a cult film as well, isn't it? American Mary, as far as I'm aware. I mispronounced their names, or it's the Soska sisters. And their new film that is coming up is annoyingly not yet listed here on on Letterbox. I'll have to Google that shortly and bring it up. But their new film um is you know talking is about Is it called Unseen? No, it is not. It's about like ah. it's got the Hellraiser energy that I was hoping for. That has like the kind of sexual depravity undertones to it as well. Is it on the on the edge? That's the badger. Yeah, I knew I'd get there. Teamwork. Um, Teamwork. Yeah, it was a lot deeper than I expected, and um, yeah, for especially for people that aren't dealing with Hollywood budgets, I think it was delightfully made. Had some hmm. interesting things to it, and it's kind of the the. The dirtiness that you, I didn't get from the new Hellraiser. Give these. Ah, I see. Give this pair a new Hellraiser movie. I tell you, you get what you're, yeah. looking, you get what you're looking for. Um, get them in there. I watched Scare Package Two on Shudder. Um, uh-huh. 
a little bit meta for some, I think. Um, yeah, but it's fun. I finished watching with Karen what we do in the shadows. The latest series is on Disney Disney Plus. We spent ages going. Oh, nice. Karen asked me quite regularly, "When's the new series? What we do in the shadows out?" Pretty sure it's out in the US already, and I kept checking the BBC iPlayer, going, "It's just the first three on there, mate." So I was, can't watch it yet. And then I happened to be on Disney Plus for something else, and he goes, "Oh, it's on there now." That's why. Oh, that's why I've four, not seen it. Is it four series we've got now? Yeah, it's the, that's the fourth season. Fourth season. What you what you've come to expect from the last few? It's funny. Oh yeah, that's good. I think I think maybe the first three seasons I've seen, so it needs to. I need to catch up with season four. Yeah, don't, don't, that's don't, a real. On the iPlayer, mate. It's on. It's on Disney Plus. Don't look on a bloody iPlayer. It's just one of those good, you know, um, things you can just kind of stick on, and it's a good, nice feel good, and uh, just a really good cast as well, isn't it? So yeah, twenty minutes, twenty one minutes, or whatever it is for an episode. Lovely. Perfect. Last couple for me, uh, especially if you're in the UK right now horror adjacent it's it's sci-fi and it's comedy but i'm going to say it anyway because it's a bit weird and out there um beyond the infinite two minutes is a japanese comedy movie about time travel and the like yeah is that the one that no i've not seen it i think that was another one luke was an advocate of that um that i never got around to watching um tell you what ben not to light a fire under you but get and do it now it's on all four in the uk (laughs) as i speak Oh, okay. There. I think it's still on there for another six days until it goes off. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's about an hour and five minutes long. Wow. Um, but okay. I loved it. Um, I don't want to spoil like the, the the very, very basic outline to begin with. There's a guy who owns a cafe, realizes that the, the camera in his um, cafe downstairs is two minutes ahead of the monitor in his bedroom. Hey, when that happens, you can see two minutes. You can see two minutes into the future via this security system. Um, yeah, I think it's probably one of the simultaneously most complex and simple things that's been ever recorded. Yeah. But a really, really tight cast. It is in pretty much one location for the entire time, split between two or three rooms of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you see from the behind the scenes bits, it shows you during the credits. They film this on phones. But oh the wow! Complexity okay. and how tightly the entire thing is timed, because on a couple of occasions you'll see one side of the conversation where the person who you are following is talking to himself from two minutes in the future, and then he will go downstairs and be the other side of the conversation that he is then having with the other person. And it gets more and more. It's it's so good. If you it's think weird. about it too much, you it's will have really, an aneurysm. It's really really clever. I loved it. And then last two to finish off. Geez, been a busy week. Wow. I, I watched Glorious. That was another one of my shudder things that I wanted to watch. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen that. A toilet cubicle with a J.K. Simmons as like a eldritch being, like an elder. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was good. A lot of fun. Uh, and finally, I went back in time and watched Motel Hell. You went back in time, like an infinite beyond the infinite two minutes style. Yeah, but except I used my computer. Motel Hell, eighties, eighties from nineteen eighty. Ah, and it's about. I mean, a motel is nominally in it. It's mostly about horrible farmer. Well, he's not horrible. He's quite nice on the surface, <laughs> but he's up to all sorts of mischief in that he is capturing people from the roadside and planting them in his garden to make make food out of them oh does that, does that work 
Pl- just planting well, them and then he doesn't plant them like plants. He sort of traps them in his garden and him and his. Okay. I mean, okay. Slight spoilers for a film that is you know over forty years, <laughs> but they kind of they keep the people alive and they feed them with like um, funnels of food, but they've got them buried in the ground. To, I guess to tenderize them until they're ready to kill and make into sausages, uh, and they slit their throats and their vocal cords. <laughs> they can't talk, and they have them buried and tied up. Um, all these people that they've captured. It's a very, very strange film. And for a while I was like, mm, this is this is bad. But then it all it does come together. It's a very it's strange, it's a very, very strange title. And that is it for me, film wise for this week. I say that's it. I've watched bloody loads and been going on for ages. Sods everybody. That's absolutely loads. I feel like I'm letting the team down, but I've only seen two things of note really this week. Um, but both thematically similar, and you've obviously already mentioned the demonic possessions so for the first time i watched it the exorcism of emily rose never seen this before so directed by scott derrickson uh the 2005 it's kind of like a courtroom drama meets <clears throat> exorcism horror movie um where uh, a priest father more it's, it's basically like the aftermath of an exorcism gone wrong a priest played by tom wilkinson is on trial for not not really the murder, but like the neglect, the neglect which led to the death of of a young woman called Emily Rose. Um, Laura Linney is in it as well as like the defense attorney. But have you seen this before, Andy? I'm racking my brains as you talk about it. I mean, sorry everybody, slight spoilers for the Exes of Emily Rose. If I get this right, this will be the what catches if I know it or not. Ben, is it the dad? Is it his fault? No. No, I haven't seen it then. It's another no, no. It's, it's it's starring um Jennifer Carpenter, who is in Dexter, and she was also in the the American remake of Wreck, which is called Quarantine. Um, yeah, I mean this is this is really good. It's it's an interesting sort of f- um thing for like a film to um a horror movie to to explore the courtroom side of things and the kind of criminal apparently apparently it's based on a true story but i don't know if it was in america or or if the outcome was exactly the same but yeah it all all of the horror kind of takes place in flashback and it was really effective and the exorcism stuff and the demonic possession things were genuinely pretty terrifying and for a film that's like it definitely wasn't rated like 18 or rated r or anything like that i'm pretty sure when i started playing it it came up as pg-13 slash 12a so moderate threat mild moderate terror. threat jesus christ it's terrifying some of the screams go if nobody has done an edit of emily rose screaming her head off to like some sort of deathcore metal i'll be very surprised because it was i say horrendous but like horrendous in the best way where if you were there stood there and someone was screaming at you like that it probably would be horrendous but watching it in a film i was like wow she's got some she's got some pipes don't know if it was her actually doing it of course um or over some sort of sound guy gets all the credit. But yeah, in terms of like Scott Derrickson, I think he wrote and directed this. This was pre-Sinister. Um, he, I'm looking at some of the films he directed. He also directed The Daily Earth Stood Still um, with Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves make of that. Silver Robot, then. Yeah, it's, it's a weird... And you never guess what? He done a Hellraiser. Can you guess which Hellraiser Scott Derrickson did as a did, as a man who's watched all the Hellraisers recently? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like a comedy guess. Did he do Hell World, the Hell World um, virtual reality game with Henry Cavill Superman? Did no. No. Didn't look like it. I think he would have done a better one than that. Did he do 
No, I can give you a clue. He did do one with Doug Bradley in it. Okay, well, that's all but like just the last couple then. Oh shit! So, okay, um, not a good he, clue then. Did he do Hellraiser three? No, later. Okay, Hellraiser five. What's that one called? I don't know. <laughs> he did Hellraiser. hasn't got a le- hasn't got a number attributed oh, no. to it. Tell me what the name is, <laughs> and I'll see if I can remember. He did Hellraiser Inferno. Oh, okay. uh, look at which is where a, p- a police detective becomes embroiled in a strange world of murder, sadism, and madness. <laughs> oh no, Scott Derrickson, that was one of oh no, most of them. Are he also did a film called "Deliver Us from Evil" with Eric Banner. Oh, and that's um, one where like if you put those words together, it's just yeah. the devil, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, yeah, he's had an interesting. A bit of a varied career because obviously he's a, he seems to be a big horror guy, but then out of nowhere he's just gone. I'll knock out a Daily Earth Stood Still remake and I'll do a Doctor Strange. Why not? In in, in the in the grand scheme of things, I, I think I quite like Scott Derrick's movies in general. But Hellraiser Inferno with the detective, shite, that was a sack good. of shite. I mean, he was learning, you know, the year two thousand. Got a lot of make, make a lot of mistakes. Um, and the other movie I saw was um Possession. Andres Zolovsky's Possession, which is on Shudder now. A movie that's kind of always been on my radar and I've always seen clips of it and thought I should probably get around and watch that if I consider myself a horror aficionado. Um, And I finally did. And what a ride. What a ride. Not just what a ride, but what like lead performances by Isabel Adjani and Sam Neill. Sam Mm -hmm. Neill of... uh, I know exactly. I know you know who he is, but I'm just saying it for for the show. I'm saying Sam Neill, Doctor Alan Grant himself. Uh, yeah, he unbelievable. Like, so it's kind of like. Do you know what it reminded me of? Have you seen the movie Marriage Story with Adam Driver? And I've only, I've only seen the memes. You've only seen the memes. So it's it's kind of like that. It's like this horrific breakdown of a relationship, like kind of like violent and it's almost like it's really like insane like really really intense these really intense emotional um games being played but through the eyes of like a, i don't want to say a demonic possession because it's a very i can't really specify the nature of it without ruining some stuff i but there's some sort some sort of weird ghoulie going on yeah Go on. I love about it. I've been meaning to watch Possession and I saw that it had come on to Shudder, so I'm going to fast track it because I've heard um, previous guest with you, not me, Amber, um, has done an episode of her podcast, Horn Blood Fire, about it. Apologies okay. if I didn't have okay. a guest for that episode who was talking about it with her. Um, but I know she flagged it as one of her favorite movies. They talked about it at length. And I thought as I was listening to their podcast, ooh gonna have to check this out and then yeah versus provided it's on shudder now exactly yeah and it feels like a really uh it's, it's very well made and it feels like a sort of piece of european cinema even though it's not it's it's english language but it's set in like it's set in west berlin i believe but it is incredibly intense it reminded me of things like um rosemary's baby probably like marriage stories probably not the best i'm just thinking of something recently where i've watched where like a, a sort of relationship breakdown was done in such a intense way i guess um it's a bit like i mean it's a bit perverted in places um but honestly there's a couple of sequences especially of isabella Ajani, where she is kind of like the main focus of the sequence where i was like 
this is acting you know you kind of just this yeah. is insane like what this is insane and um, i mean i'll go back to the exorcism of emily rose as well considering the like the lead performance from uh jennifer carpenter in that i had absolutely no idea it was as um just chaotic as that like it was just it was just insane. And, you know when you see some performances sometimes you're like that just looks painful it looks like going to those places emotionally and sort of having them come out of you in this in this way physically it f- looks actually painful um and those sort of performances i can kind of so yeah i've been lucky enough to see two two really good lead performances of those films and i recommend both of them both of them different eras of course the 80s and then 2005 but two films that i've never seen before Possession was already on there, and I've just added as we were talking then. The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Letterbox confirmed what my brain had drawn a blank on. I have not seen it. It's on my watch list. Get Is it? it. Have you seen it. The Last Exorcism? Could that be the one? Is The Last Exorcism the one that's got Sir Anthony Hopkins in it? Uh, I've not seen The Last Exorcism, but it's always the one that I've, I get mixed up with The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Because um, it's got very similar posters. Um don't know about Anthony Hopkins being in this one actually. Or Doesn't look like ritual. it. <laughs> ritual. Maybe that is comment itself. Then a lot of exorcism movies can be a little bit similar sometimes. Exactly. And then but I think both of these were I mean, well, one's not an exorcism movie. You could loosely call it a possession movie, I guess, but there's a lot of again, there's a couple of other movies I want to list as comparisons, but I don't want to spoil it because I think as soon as I say one or two of them, it'll be like, okay, so it's more like this. Don't really want to do that. So for now, I'll go with my terrible comparison of um, Marriage Story meets, I guess, Rosemary's Baby. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah I'll look there forward we go. to seeing that then. But yeah, apart from that, you know, we both have watched though. Go on. 30 Days a Night. 30 day 30 days a night uh sorry um yeah 30 days a night this is a film that just ran i think randomly popped up because we were like let's watch something that's kind of set in the winter as we're in the the frozen froze of january january can sometimes feel like 30 days of night because the only time you're awake you know you're bloody working aren't you uh the only time the sun's up sorry uh terrible terrible time of it but 30 days of night um a uh, I don't want to say an underappreciated or maybe an underappreciated gem um, but we will talk about it so 30 Days of Night is a 2007 American horror film based on the comic book miniseries of the same name um, it's directed by David Slade stars Josh Hartnett and Melissa George the story focuses on an Alaskan town beset by vampires as it enters into a 30 day long polar night bloody hell that's a long time isn't it yeah. um, what have we got 6.6 on IMDb, 51% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 56% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. 3.1 on Letterbox. We've got some choice reviews. Todd Gaines says, Laurie Strode's son and the batshit crazy bitch from Triangle in the fight of their lives against some hungry vampires. Three and a half stars. Franco says, Snow and Blood. Big fan of the isolated location. The aerial shot of the chaos overtaking the town is incredible. Yeah, that was good. Uh, three and a half stars as well. And then Chris says, okay, but what kind of name is Eben? Four stars. Someone, <laughs> someone whose name is Evan, whose mom had a cold when she went to the <laughs> Sally the joke I was going to go for. <laughs> well, got to gonna... put the paperwork in. Evan. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard the name Evan, but do you mean Evan? 
No, I mean Eben. Eben. I said Eben. I does said he Eben. Mean, does he mean? I mean, did they plan to lean into like Eben as in like Ebenezer Eben, Scrooge? Like black, like you know, it's like like black, like thirty days a night would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Who's who's to say? Um. So as far as I'm aware, we've both seen this before. That's correct, isn't it? And. I would say there was definitely a period in my life where I thought this was like the best thing ever. Um, you know, just because of like the Uber, Uber violence and the fact that it's got it's a very like stylized, cool film. And then I I've I've read some of the Steve Niles um comic as well, a couple of runs. There's like a there's like the first volume and then there's the second volume, which is called Dark Days, Darker Days. Um, and the third one, Return to Barrow, possibly something like that. I think I've read all three. Um, I own a couple of them as well. You've read some, haven't you? I've read some of them. I think there's an X-Files crossover there somewhere. I might have picked one up on like a free comic book there, something like that, like literally 30 Days of Night meets the X-Files, which I guess... Seriously? Is, which I guess is 30 Days of Night, except Mulder and Scully turn up and Mulder's dead into believing it. And Scully, despite it having been, you know, countless right, experiences you know. now where it is a supernatural thing, is like, nah, I believe it when I see it, mate. I'm just looking looking at it now. It does look like a thing. One of the reviews is five stars. It came early. I'm assuming it got delivered early. Uh, <laughs> no. So they're rating the customer service more so than the... Yeah. What was the book like? Well, it came early. Yeah, but no, what was the subject? What was the actual like? Was, was the story like? Was the artwork good? I don't care. It arrived it early when it said yeah. it was good. Too. Yeah. It could have been blank pages and I would have been all over it. Um, yeah, I didn't know that, so that's cool. I'll be interested to try and find, try and find this somewhere. Yeah, this film. I like you, Ben. I think there was a period in my life where, like early twenties, this came out. Um, yeah, and it was a it was a horror movie. It's adapted from a book, but not your bloody normies comic book. It's not like a it's not like your X Men films that were out at the time. This is a spooky horror comic of independent nature for cool trendy and very very like um unique stylized artwork as well isn't it yeah yeah it's Um, got like a like uh only thing that i can say close to it's almost got like the surrealist like arkham asylum kind of vibe to it oh yeah yeah so it's almost like it's very scratchy washy um yeah, almost looks like you're viewing everything through a bit of a snowstorm as well. Yeah. A lot of that going on. Um, like, yeah, mono, it's good. Like, like, mono, like monocolored like panels and so on. Like the black and white. And and a lot of the lettering's kind of um, all scratchy and spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the best way of saying it? I don't it's very scratchy and spooky. The, I don't remember too much of the of the comic night it's been many many years since i read it but mm. i think it leans into this film that regardless of what you think of the film and we'll, we'll come to that as we go through it conceptually yeah. phenomenally strong idea right because yeah a, i mean as a, a, a concept thing. there are there are parts of the world where it will be you know, the land of the midnight because it... and then conversely dark all the time somewhere else it kind of takes the one thing that's the, 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 that one sliver of hope that you've got in any sort of vampire situation where you're like, just got to make it to the morning, just got to make it to the morning. If we can make it to the morning, then, you know, we've got a fighting chance. But this is like, actually, there's no morning. Morning's at ages. All. Morning's ages away, a month. Can you wait a month? Nah, I don't think I could. 
I mean, riffing off a, I can take a joke from a tweet or a webcomic now, but, you know, no one mentioned to vampires that moonlight is just the the rays of the sun reflecting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Why are you, why are you burning then? That's What's the side behind that? <laughs> yeah, because in this film, it does, it, I mean, even a, a, little, a little bit of the sun will truly, truly fuck you up. Um, yeah, and as we yeah. mentioned, a you real know, strong yeah. torch. A real strong torch. One of those torches. We've all seen like vi- um, viral videos of like someone with a, a huge uh, overpowered torch and they're like, watch this. And then they like shine it over, I don't know, a whole town. And it pretty much <laughs> lights it up like it's daytime. One of those adverts that you get on your Facebook feed, like, you know, infinity billion candle power torch. Yeah. So, much so that when you see someone do it, it actually has a recoil on it. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are the ones That'd that are in Jurassic Park. That you can literally shine big beams of light through. Yeah. Oh, they're badass. Um, yeah, so it was a really great, interesting concept. And I think it just really captured something for me in 2007 when I was like watching, already mentioned, like the Grindhouse movies. Uh, Watchmen, I think, came out in 2007. Um, just really captured this, what I thought was really cool. Not to say it's not cool, like it is cool, but I'm just saying at that point in my life, I was really really into it uh and the comics as well so revisit for it right i did check when i watched it last and i did watch it last in 2016 so it did feel like a fairly fresh watch for me yeah it's i I think literally i think i saw it at cinemas and then i got it i got it on dvd because at that time my life something came out on dvd this is the the days of the hmv3 for a tenor then you know, when you, you you would only necessarily want two DVDs, but then you would search for yeah you know, time memorial to find like a third. You take a risk one. sometimes. You take a risk. Here we go. Two disc, two disc special edition. That's probably it's, the one I had. It's probably what you what you had, and I think it's got a little bit of comic book in there as well. I think yeah. it's actually the whole co- the whole comic book. It's the whole first volume comic book. As yeah, well. I remember it. In fact, that that thirty days of night comic is probably still in my house somewhere. Yeah, there it is. There it is indeed. Um, um, yeah, sweet. like I, I'm pretty sure I had it, and then maybe it's it's probably one of those DVDs that I had. But because you bought a lot of DVDs, maybe you didn't even watch it. Maybe you just watched it the once when someone else came around and they chose to watch it. But yeah. it's definitely a film that you had. I feel like this is a film that. A lot of people's memories have have kind of let down a little bit, and probably now feel whether they've seen it or not online to say, "Oh, that that wasn't very good," or "That was of its time, or that it's aged." But we'll come to yeah. what we think of it. I feel like it was a film that very much burned very brightly when it had its moment, and then people yeah. now retroactively think, "Oh, bit naff." But... Bit naff, yeah. I think I think yeah, without throwing it under the bus i think is a fantastic concept it does some really interesting stuff with the concept maybe at a certain point it feels like it runs out runs out of steam a little bit and kind of like fast tracks to the end um obviously yeah we'll get into that once we get into the plot but yeah in terms of in terms of the cast we've got josh hartnett as sheriff eben olsen melissa george as stella olsen they're married but separated in this danny houston as as Marlowe, Danny Houston, what's his name from William Stryker? Uh, William Stryker himself. Not original uh, William Stryker from X Men Two. William Stryker from Yes X Men Origins: Colon Wolverine. 
Yeah, that's the one. Younger, younger Willi- yeah. William Stryker. Uh, ben Foster is the stranger in a role which I feel like we've probably seen him play in about five films. Um, just this kind of like, just kind of like, just erratic just, speaking, slightly dishevelled man. Erratic speaking, unhinged, untrustworthy type of guy. Um, like he really took all the roles that that guy from the early Police Academy films. Uh, <laughs> oh God, that guy, the him. Ben um, Foster's great now. I think yeah, like this, think along with this. Job. So he, th- this came out the same year as Free Ten to Yuma, which I feel like is is probably uh, Ben Foster's best role. Um, but yeah, he's been in some been in some great stuff. Also, Mark Boone Jr., who's in um, Sons of Anarchy, and he's also in. I'm pretty sure he's in The Dark Knight as well. Maybe The Dark Knight, yeah, or maybe Batman Begins. Um, and then yeah, loads of other minor parts for people making up this this sort of town um i tell you i want to talk about ben when we talk about yes. cast in particular i would say unsung horror icon which probably who probably deserves being mentioned in the conversation a bit more look at melissa george here let me let me go through her her filmography mostly in you know mostly in horror or horror adjacent things so obviously this we heard from that other review she's in she's in triangle really surreal you know i think triangles a polarizing one some people think it's fantastic some people think it's terrible um i think triangle's good theristas um oh yeah of course uh, bag of bones uh alone amityville horror amityville horror remake yeah um we we did we did cover a triangle on this very podcast, episode 139, back in June 2020. So any creepy, weird slasher meets time loop horror movie. If you're a fan of that, if it sounds up your street, check that out. But yeah, I agree with you. She's She does seem to be one of those... I mean, I I was never really familiar with her in, in Home and Away. Was she in any horror-themed horror, horror I mean, storylines? I mean, Home and Away lots of things going on down there like a lot of people leaving unexpectedly to move to yabby creek alf might be calling someone a flaming galah might be quite cross to them about that what's his name uh, don, what's his don name fisher. don fisher he's the headmaster he might have caught you into caught you mucking about at school did someone vanish did someone just like disappear or die and i mean madge half a soap right madge is... yeah Madge's neighbours, and it was Harold ah. that washed off the rocks and turned up with them the amnesia later on. Am I am I mixing up neighbours and think... Home and Away? No. Looks like it, doesn't it? Sorry, Irene... I don't mean to do that. I don't know if Angel was Irene's daughter, but Irene used to be a baddie, used to be a terrible violent alcoholic, but then became nice. Um, oh, yeah. Redemption. Yeah, redemption arc. A great redemption arc for Irene. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. Glad to hear it. I don't know what else. There was character called Joey Rainbow, whose dad was a cult leader. He went insane. Joey Rainbow! Was the dad called Saul? 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 (laughs) I've got a fantastic story about Saul, right? I've got a fantastic story. Sorry for fans of um, horror movies and fans of 30 Days a Night. I want to hear us talk about this film. We've gone into Home and Away. Uh, So Saul... I remember this because I, I, my parents used to watch Home and Away when I was a kid. So I remember it being on. I remember someone called Saul. I was at Fort Park with my dad and there's like a sort of like swimming pool area. 
And suddenly I just looked up and my dad was just talking to somebody just randomly. And I was like, what the hell's going on over there? Who's he talking to? Some stranger. And he came over and he went, I thought that man was Sol from uh, Home and Away. And I went, what? Or I think it was my mum mainly went, what? And he went, yeah, yeah. I said, well, what did you say to him? He said, I just went over and went, are you Sol? And I went, was he? He went, no. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that conversation? I mean, a very, very, like, you know, cultural cross-section here for any American listeners or people from any other country that isn't the UK or Australia listening. It's not impossible that as a person, (laughs) despite it being thousands of miles away, you can yeah. just bump into a star of Australian soaps in the UK. Yeah. I think they're more popular here than they are there. Sol Bennett, his name is. Yeah. But what I like to think is that my dad, it didn't it didn't cross his mind that a star of an Australian soap would be at Thorpe Park in the UK, just chilling in like the swimming pool area. Yeah. I thought that was Sol from Omen Away. Like for me, I might look over at someone and go, that person looks like soul from yeah. him and away but I, I wouldn't have i wouldn't have the gonads i wouldn't have the balls to then go over and ask even even if i thought it was him i don't think i'd go over and ask yeah jesus yeah, i think yeah i think you, the thing you would mostly do is say hey you know you look a bit like <laughs> yeah you, you look a bit like that 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 guy but yeah i mean bringing it back to stuff <laughs> here i imagine the trials and tribulations of everything that happened to her in summer bay probably yeah. got melissa george in a good Mm. a good good set and also like a good 80 percent of hollywood megastars started their careers in home norway yeah of course um margot robbie um who else who else chris hemsworth is home and away chris hemsworth guy pierce guy pierce neighbors are home and away i'm mixing them up again can't help it um yeah so this film starts where do we start so basically we're introduced to a town yeah well before we even see the town just out in the snow a mysterious stranger who's only called the stranger we see him he's out with his coat on he's got his winter warms on and Mm. he's kind of just waving a boat into the icy port right yeah this doesn't let anyone be able to survive this sort of thing but he just turns up with a big coat on and this 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 there's a lot about this film that's reminiscent of the thing. The fact that it's in the snow, um, the fact that people are kind of like stranded in us in an icy, snowy environment. But this particular, this see this moment of this guy in a parka coat with the big fluffy hood blowing in the wind and kind of like just walking along like that, very reminiscent of the thing. I think if you put um any of Morricone's theme over the top of this sequence, you'd be thinking, This has got to be a thing remake. But no, still scary. Still unknown, but no. With hindsight, then, are we to assume that this is him just showing the vampires where to park their boat when they're coming into town? Yeah. It looks like he's been briefed and they've gone, look, we got this place and you need to go into town and here's a checklist of things you need to do because even though most people are heading off, some people are staying behind, but we need to make sure that they can't escape. Yeah. So uh, and, it se- and it seems like they've promised him, like... I know we're kind of jumping ahead and we're spoiling something essentially, but they've promised and they've gone, look, if you do this, do this job for us, we'll turn you into a vampire. I know, you, I know you really want that. Yeah. I mean, could he a bit, is he, a, is he a vampire tour operator? Cause I take it. This is a holiday for them. Yeah, it could be. Maybe, I, I maybe you... 
the idea of a ship kind of sailing into a harbor, assuming that the vampires don't operate the ship, got like a Dracula like Voyage of the Demeter, like we're getting a film of that yeah. this year. Um, oh, all right. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we get the Voyage of Demeter, you know, this like this ship that once had a crew, fought, like basically drifting into port. Mm. Uh, you know, if something like that happens in my film experience, one of two things is going to happen: either a Dracula's on there, which yeah. Is this, this case or t-rex gonna come oh, go- oh my god yeah but then uh, the but but then the boat would just crash into your port you know how do you get how do you do that how do you get out and bite everyone and then go back in his little hole how do you do that how do you do that i think in i think there was meant to be a sideline that were also going to be raptors on there that would have killed everyone they abandoned it and hope no one had noticed ah but you've got to get up pretty early in the evening to <laughs> to get us <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we see that and then we begin to meet some other characters. It's coming to the point where, like every year, the town is going to pretty much shut down. This because... kind of did remind me so, sorry, Andy, I wasn't trying to, right, trying to jump in on your point. It, this all meant now you're mentioning Jurassic Park, it reminded me in a way of Jurassic Park because if you remember at the start of the movie or you know, a little way into the movie, when the storm's hitting, everyone's kind of getting the last boat back to the mainland and everybody's kind of pissed. And that's the thing. Jurassic Park, there is something very much like an abandoned haunted house vibe that you get going on with that. That's why it works really well as a horror movie as such. And I was kind of getting this vibe with this. So like anyone who's left behind, you know that things aren't going to be good for them. You're kind of almost willing them to just make those final boats, those final planes, those final ways of getting out, getting away from this place. Because, you know, whoever's left is is essentially screwed. And that's what we begin with, right? I think we see Eben and um, and his like sheriff's assistant. They go and, yeah. as a tradition, they change the sign on the they change the pop- population sign outside the town that goes from I don't know. There's like seven. There's like it's not huge numbers. Not like there's fifty thousand people that live there, but there are like more people and then it goes down i'd be like like, it gets like 150 right there's not very many people that stay there yeah i'll be like i can't be bothered to go and change the sign because i'll have to i'll have to change it back again eventually i was gonna see that is that what it's tradition isn't it oh yeah they tradition going um how how would you feel how would you feel about being not knocking about in a town for 30 days a night do you feel like it would be massively depressing or i mean I'm sure it probably is. Yeah. I reckon it'd be, it'd be fairly fine. I reckon I reckon I'd like to do it once. Say like just I wouldn't like to live somewhere where it happens every year, but maybe just experience it once or maybe you would go kind of mad. You wouldn't have went to sleep. You'd just be you look at the clock. You look at the clock and you get <laughs> look as close to curtains. You look at the clock and goes at five AM or is that five PM? I don't know anymore. Who knows? No one knows. Yeah, twenty four hour clock, mate. <laughs> I got a twenty-four hour clock, mate. I don't know about you. Seventeen so, o'clock. Seventeen hundred. Thanks. I know exactly what time it is. Nice one. Um, but these guys, they're 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 knuckling down for it. They're getting ready. Um, but the first of a few tragedies occur when someone, don't know how they've bloody done it. Don't think you do this in this day and age, Ben. Don't get everyone's phone away from. Them. They'd know the second it was gone. Yeah. You're certainly not going to be able to gather all of the phones in town and and burn them all up in a big pile stick them on a bonfire I'll tell you like what some... 
unrealistic, Ben. Tell you what, say what you like about vampires. There's some 32 tens in there. Fire ain't going to break them. <laughs> no, it's not. You pick it up, you go, that's a bit hot, but I can definitely make a call <laughs> to the authorities. That's it's just... absolutely fine. Look, the battery's the battery's been charged by this. <laughs> now I will, I I can get on board with getting rid of all the phones and burning them. I can't get on board with going around and murdering all the dogs in the town. Do you think? Because you hear later on they go all the sled dogs are dead. It's because they don't want specifically dogs to pull the sledges. Yeah, and I guess it's just incidental that we don't see any non-sled dogs that are yeah. not murdered or otherwise. It would be good if we saw someone escaping on a thing and it was like 10 Jack Russells taking them off. Oh, didn't think of that. <laughs> Screw you, vampires. Got me Jack Russells. I'm going quite slow, but I'll get there eventually. Um, but yeah, so he <laughs> gets, all the, gets all the dogs. I mean, I know he's a spooky man. Do you think all those dogs would stand there while he slowly like edged towards them and stabbed them all one at a time? I don't know. He's just they're a... big dogs. I'm not sure that man would manage that if they no. could get, if they got out. All clubbed together and and fucking. He's just but he's just like a weasley little horrible bloke, and he like he's probably did did it nefariously in some way. Uh, he he ain't brushes he ain't brushes teeth in God knows how long as well. And we the, the last piece we see him has done. You know he's done this off screen. This guy has been incredibly busy, which is probably why he's built up such a powerful hunger that we see when he does appear on screen. <laughs> The last thing that Sheriff Eben gets called along to is um, he gets he gets called out to the industrial thing where, for reasons unknown to me, in the oil pipeline station that they have there, because obviously they have they have oil going through there, it's the heights of deeply northern Alaska, um, is that there is the machine that would in generations to come be used to chop up Michael Myers. I was going to say the same thing as well <laughs> of all the notes I've made. Andy, I feel like you're just the Evan being someone who's, who's got a cold, who tries to say Evan, and now the Michael Myers uh, mulching machine. But usually when it shows triple things like in a horror in a horror <laughs> film, it the is quad, the, the triple M. M. The, the Michael Myers M. mulching machine. Everybody, switch on the Michael Myers mulching machine. We're going to finally mulch Michael Myers up. Um, but this film, usually when it shows things, Chekhov's mulching machine, Chekhov's don't, mulch. get, don't get used, does it? Does? Does it? Yeah. When? <laughs> right at the end, someone rugby tackles a vampire instead. Oh, it gets, yeah. This is bloody arm. No. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the... I think I, I won't, I don't want to, I don't want to be rude because I know it was the, it was the very end of the movie. There's definitely a period of time just before the very final scene where I was drifting off. Now, I could have rewound and did it, but I honestly thought I haven't missed anything big, have I? Turns out I missed the Michael Myers multi machine in action. Sorry. So you've you've missed the quadruple M in in action there, but um, we've learned something else. That the quadruple M is good for, um, which is if you've gone and wrecked someone's helicopter, you can chuck all the bits in there. You can chuck all the bits in. <laughs> How did he break a helicopter and take the bit? Because he said that his helicopter Madness. was in storage. Yeah, I think maybe he just took he just took a couple of things that were key to it, like not anything made. Also, does this man is this man in love with his helicopter? Because the way the way he reacts is like he killed a loved one. I was in love with that helicopter. God damn it! It knew all my deepest, darkest secrets. Maybe it's one of those um, like Thomas the Tank Engine vehicles. It's got like a person. 
It was Budgie, the little helicopter, written by... Budgie is a little helicopter. Have I made that up as the theme tune? No, that's the theme tune. Fergie's own. Um, Not not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas, the the Princess Royal. Um, Not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas, not Fergie, the former Manchester United manager, but Fergie, Princess Royal. Yep, she invented the Budgie, the little helicopter, shipped him off to um, Alaska to do tours in the off-season. Unfortunately... Um, ben Foster has taken a lot of his components out and thrown them into the quadruple M Michael Myers mulching machine. Michael Myers mulching machine. Talking about, I'm sorry, I'm going back to Fergie. I hate to do this. I hate to go off topic in such a way, but it'll be very brief. I promise. I saw one of the best Venn diagrams I've ever seen, which was, for, which was Prince Andrew, yeah. the Black Eyed Peas, and Manchester United. And in the very middle, it said, "All fucked since Fergie left." <laughs> Very good. I mean, I mean, visually, you need the visuals more, so you need my description. But at the same time, yeah. absolutely ten out of ten content. Absolutely, I... absolute gold content. I mean, but what a way for me to find Fergie's <laughs> left the Black Eyed Peas, Ben. Oh yeah, I don't know if that's true. Actually, maybe she just went went off to do a bit of a uh, bit of solo work. But anyway, yeah, now we uh, do. So that's that's all happened, and then ever so hungry from those events. The stranger, as he is credited, Ben Foster to you and I, nips into the local diner and says, Oh, give us some give us some tinnies, will you? And <laughs> the counter says, No, everyone gets dead depressed when there's no sun, so we're not having booze here. He goes, Okay, fine. It's only just kicked yeah. off that there's thirty days a night. I feel yeah. like is there not like a last a cut off time? Yeah, last orders. Can I have a run before we settle in? Um but it says, No, no, no liquor around here while because it's depressing enough while it's eternally dark. Um, so none of that. And I guess, okay, second choice then, I guess. Can I have a bowl of raw hamburger meat? Um, and the sensible answer. <laughs> I just need to put that through the fucking till, you idiot. Do you reckon I've got a button for that, do you? Raw oh, hamburger. raw hamburger meat. I'll have to set up a, a bowl of it as well. How much? How many burgers worth? Yeah. I mean, that, that's no kind of... You must know. I mean, picky eaters. You've got to go with what's on the... Take what, I mean, by all means, take what's on the menu and then say, oh, can I have a hamburger, please? But without the bun and no onions. You can do, you can do that in no, McDonald's yeah. on, the, on the machine. You can, you can essentially order a bun or you can order a patty on its own. You still pay the full price but you can remove everything you can remove this yeah but you can do that you, Cooked. Go in, you can't just go into the mcdonald's machine and say to it can I have a bowl of raw hamburger meat please yeah. so they don't do crockery like that and then after his second request is 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 rejected he does some he, big he does some big act in here he goes what don't give me what i want to drink you don't give me what i want to drink don't give me what i want to eat and then he kicks off and he does some classic hand grabbing Grabs grabs the woman and is not going to let go. But the sheriff Eben comes in and goes, "Come on, try has he got any money to pay this stranger?" Right? I don't know. I don't know if I believe him. I don't think he's got. He ain't got a cash or card. Drinking vampires are giving him a per diem. They're <laughs> working for us right now, so we'll give you some of our vampire pennies to spend yeah. down hey. um, on the centrals. Petty cash. Uh, yeah, got the float out. There you go. I reckon they got a lot. They're about to have a lot of money. Vampires are notoriously quite they're rich. A, in his... they're on a cruise, aren't they? Has that cruise ship got a bureau mm. de change? Go and see you the just... the person. <laughs> you just... Yeah, because we're fairly easy. You just steal all the all the cash of anyone you killed, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, 
we've all been there. Plus, you know, investments never a long time. Um, exactly. So he does that, and he's he's kicking off about the what he has perceived as very bad customer service in the in the show. I mean, he, he's a bastard. He's murdered loads of dogs, so I feel like I don't, I don't want to give him any plaudits at all. However. I feel like if he hadn't murdered loads of dogs, this is kind of bad customer service. He's only asked for two. Um, actually, it's, it's, it's ridiculous requests. I mean, I mean, the first request isn't ridiculous. If you don't know the ins and outs of the of rules. Not serving food in the depressing eternal darkness month. Yes. Yeah. You, you might not know that. Um, but yeah, raw hamburger. I mean, by all means, try this yourself, listeners. Go into McDonald's uh, in, your, in your local area. See if they will sell you bottles of liquor. If it's a country that doesn't sell liquor at McDonald's, then see if your second request for raw hamburger meat goes down any better. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I reckon you could be rejected. And then if that if they do reject that as well, then you can also do some over the top acting and tell them that they haven't given you what you want to drink and what you want to eat. <laughs> and then when you kick off with the sheriff, the sheriff is looking <laughs> like he might be in a spot of bother there. He hasn't got much backup, but don't worry because his wife that he separated from, a.k.a. the fire warden, who's just coming to do a last spot check of the town to make sure there's no fires. Well, I think this is after she's already missed her... So I think we skipped forward a little bit that we yes. we miss... So she misses her last plane out of town because a guy with... Um, most dangerous vehicle most ever. Most dangerous vehicle ever, which looks like he's got a fucking chainsaw on the end. He just <laughs> drive... <laughs> nearly ki- basically nearly kills her and then... She misses her plane, yeah, and, and because she missed her plane, she's essentially stuck. She's stuck. Um, she's gonna stay at the the deputy house with him and his wife. And they they want to talk about what's wrong with their relationship and what why have they separated? For because oh, it's gonna take all but a month to go through that. But bearing in mind you've crashed into me with what this Jason the Wheeled Warriors mobile. So not only has she got to stay in this town for thirty days in the dark, uh, but also with her ex husband. Not excellent. Uh, Not divorced, just separate. Okay, separated, separate husband. You know, it could be a bit 2007. Awkward. They're on Facebook. Their status is it's complicated. Oh, yeah, it's complicated. Don't ask. All right, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> Bad day, don't ask. You okay, hun? Inbox okay. me. Inbox me, babe. Um, um, so, yeah, so she comes back to the diner and, you know, trigger happy. Yeah, she's like, she's packing heat. <laughs> straight away, gun at the back of the head, saying, yeah, do you want to get your bloody head shot off, mate? I'd yeah. carry on like that if you want to do. Um, and uh, he's arrested, is thrown in jail, and is immediately being creepy as as you like. He's arrested and thrown in jail immediately. Just for, <laughs> immediately, just, 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 just for complaining about customer service these days. These days, well, these days, if you complain about customer service, you get arrested, and 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 thrown in jail. Yeah, turns out you do. Okay, like, I mean, obviously, it's pretty quickly that they suspect. Hang on. This aggressive and strange does... man has clearly ruined all the other things in town. He's probably stabbed the dogs and mm. and murdered that helicopter and burned all the mobile phones. Yeah, I mean, it's not on. And I also hate it in films. I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's quite good. But I feel like if I was in a film, I'd be annoyed by it, which is when Mysterious Stranger says ominous things. I was like, shut up. Well, just tell me what you're on about then. Oh, you wait till they arrive. They're going to be mad. They're going to, you know, you can't, you're not going to survive. They're you're all going to yeah. get you. Cryptic, <sighs> cryptic things that he likes to go on about. I think you want to use the Sherlock Holmes method on that one where you pretend to be as uninterested as possible. And then he'll give more, <laughs> and then he'll give more away. He'll be like, 
start. Yeah. That sounds like someone who doesn't know fuck all would, would say, if you ask me. Yeah. That sounds like, well, why aren't you with them then? If they're all your best mates, why aren't you with them? Why aren't you, why aren't you hanging out with them? Why aren't you oh. here? Why have they sent you on, on your own? Pathetic. Oh, they, you say? Uh, but that sounds like someone someone that you don't actually know what they are. I'll go to another school, do they? I wouldn't know them. Oh, <laughs> oh your girlfriend? Your girlfriend lives abroad, does she? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's Canadian. I got it. She, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Canadian. Oh, yeah. Moving there, are you? Oh, oh pathetic. Right, oh, right, oh, Ben Foster, aka okay, the stranger. Um, yeah, so they take him. They take him off to the, to the prison, not the prison, the, the sheriff station, which is staffed. Mm. It seems there's there's a deputy who we've seen who's out and about already. There's a couple of other sort of law enforcement, law enforcement adjacent people. And there's we- a a weed, a weed smoking nan. Yeah, well, she's the main staff at the police station. There's Eben's kid brother. Um, yeah, doesn't have a name that sounds like someone's got a cold. His name isn't like Dill. Or anything like that. It's um, <laughs> what's his um, name? Jake. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Jake. Um, I felt so like not Jake much can just... happen in this. Like I know, I know. Earlier in the, earlier in the film, we see Eben um, give that guy who lives on the outskirts of town a um, ticket. I give him a ticket to remind him that he's still part of the community. You could just pop yeah. over and see how he is for a cup of tea if you want yeah. to do that. I feel like this this isn't the time where too much happens in terms of people needing to ever be thrown in a jail cell. So this feels that's like it's the, a... That's why the sheriff's station is is staffed by his weed-smoking nan and his brother just having a game of 40k or whatever it is he's playing on the desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems lovely. If you get paid for that as well, I'd be Pain, absolutely all over it. Painting his miniatures in there. And they throw they throw Ben Foster in in jail. Um, Eben has to go out and check out some more. Ebenezer, good. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Ebenezer's heading out, and then Ben Foster's in there going, "Oh, they're gonna take first. Are they gonna take the woman <laughs> who thinks a gun's gonna save her, or Grandpa? Oh, I like it. <laughs> good, Andy. It's good. It's good." <laughs> That's exactly for a that. second. I'm like, am I doing? Am I doing a podcast with Andy Conduit Turner, or am I doing a podcast with Ben Foster? Can't ben Foster really tell. Whole, you know, doing some method acting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He loves method. He played loves method acting. I know for a fact, right? Before he filmed this film, Ben Foster didn't brush his teeth for like three months, um, and he definitely ate nothing but raw hamburger meat and drank like Bacardi. Just asked, just asked for whiskey, but he wasn't allowed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask for whiskey, but can you just not give it to me so I can? I need to know get angry. I need to know the frustration of that. He's been at his at his yeah. house with his partner for <laughs> to build up to this film, saying, "Right, whatever I ask for for dinner <laughs> or to drink, grab turkey twizzlers." Yeah, everything he asked for, and like you know, even if you've offered me something when I ask, so you know, his his partner comes in the morning. Do you want anything? Um, I'm doing hot drinks. Do you want anything? Or oh, just a coffee, please? Ah, oh, sorry, I don't actually do no. coffee. Until he gets that point of frustration where he's like, you don't give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> or, does, do, or does she give him something that he doesn't want? Is that it? Oh, I have a lovely coffee, actually. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be brilliant. And she brings him out, I don't know. Chamomile tea, tea for you. <laughs> Chamomile tea, yeah. Oh, but a lovely, morning, I a want lo- to wake up, not relax. Oh, sorry. A, lo- a lovely yeah. Horlicks. Yeah, I've got your mellow birds. I've got your Horlicks, but I've not actually put that much water in it, so it's mainly Horlicks. So the spoon stands up in the in the mug. You're gonna have to just chew on that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got you a glass of gravy. What? <laughs> <laughs> glass of bistro. I've not even stirred it properly. You know, it's it's main. It's mainly granule. I apologize. Um, yeah. So until he's really frustrated, but so he's there saying vague yet threatening things to the to oh, the, he loves, to the people. He loves it, doesn't he? He loves it. Well, out in town, it's beginning to get dark, and things are kicking off already. We see these. Um, well, first, someone gets. I think this is when Eben, why Eben goes out in the first place. Someone has been killed off in the outskirts, right? Is it like a fisherman or like just a random worker? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, so someone gets killed in the power place as well. That's is that straight away? Right now, this is what we see next. I think Eben's been called off. I didn't make a note of who we've seen get killed there because this film. It feels like it should be like a tight ninety, but it's just shy of two hours, right? It's um, mm. it's it's a little longer than you might expect. Um, yeah, but we've seen one person get got on the head, be arranged on a spike, but <laughs> um, then we see like absolute textbook inappropriate work um relationship. So there is a trio of workers leaving their job at the pipeline power. What the hell's going on here? I, I was baffled. And I was like, in, a good, like, in a good way, I guess. Like, each their own. Said, all right, who we where are we going? So we're all going to your house. And she goes, Nah, you ain't going to my house. I've got a landlady. You're not gonna muck about with you two stinking the place up. And she says, all right, <laughs> we'll go we'll go back to my house then. And then she basically goes, Neither of you two are getting me alone like she works with a couple of sex offenders. But then <laughs> again and it's like I it's think like well rocks is a paper and then whoever wins will go to their house and goes and and fuck each other or not. I don't understand what's happening here. I feel like that's what's happening. It's like I feel like because it's all all bets are off when it's 30 days a night. <laughs> it's days all right bets everyone. are literally off. Absolute animal. F- freeway relationship, um, you know, polyamory in, is this the first in, in 2007. Story? It's the first thruple we ever saw on, on screen and we didn't even notice it. Possibly, yeah, but I think we weren't given time to really notice it because one of them gets picked. I mean, the decision is is immediately made for, for the young lady involved because one, one of her potential partners gets, gets what? His head punched off. Gets his head punched off. And yeah, and then he ran away terrified, uh, which you would, of course. Um, but yeah, these vampires, they seem to, as soon as it's like 30 days of night, and as soon as the stranger, Ben Foster, has done his business, they're just like in there going absolutely apeshit and just wazzing off people left, right, and center. And it doesn't seem like they're getting their getting their money's worth in terms of blood. They're literally murdering, slicing, like cutting heads off. And I said this earlier, they don't eat sensibly at all. They put their heads against them and just like wobble. Wobble as if they're a ghost in a in a house on haunted. You'd feel house. like you'd like I don't know drain all. The, you'd feel like you'd what like drain all the blood and keep it keep it going. You know, if you had a few hundred people, you'd be just living a life of luxury. But no, they seem very 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 wasteful. You'd be ringing those people out into little ice cube trays, and yeah. making like um oh, the treat of the summertime when you put a caprison in the freezer and get like a little. <laughs> yeah, making, making pops out of them and like that'd be your summer. It'd be absolutely ideal, wouldn't it? If um, I was a fam- if I was a vampire, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't these, know otherwise. But they don't, they don't eat sensibly at all. But what they do do is, I think they like terrorizing the town because they put, they put heads up on the spikes <clears> over <throat> the place to make, yeah, make, make people who do see it spooky and get a bit worried. But then 
less than her half an hour into the film already. All of this has happened in the very early days. About mm. minute 28, there are people being slurped out of the windows in their own houses. Yeah, like one one guy's watching TV and his wife's like, oh, shall I make a lovely bit of dinner? Slurped off out the window immediately. He out and he goes after her and he gets his leg punched. Oh, yeah, he gets his like, leg punched like backwards. Like yeah, it's... It's, it's, his wife's being slurped up under the house and he's trying to hold her. And then like a nasty little vampire arm just comes and thumps him in the leg and snaps <laughs> the wrong way. That's a nasty little bat. <laughs> this is like spiteful. those under under house like we don't really get them so much in the UK, do we? Like the sort of crawl space stuff. No, I think they that was cool. Purely, they purely exist for like a hologram to chase you around underneath the house, or for there to be snakes. A hologram. There's a Resident Evil Co. Veronica bit with a like a dog or something coming out of a crawl space. Um, yeah, yeah, it's creepy, but. I mean, it's good in in this way because they kind of townspeople use them to like hide under. Yeah, a lot of the time. Useful in that sense. Yeah. Um, um. So essentially, it all just kicks off. It's all yeah. It's all kicking off left, right, and centre. So people are getting slurped out the windows when they when he saw the first murder. Eben has come past and said, "Hey, everyone. Um, if you've got a generator, just." go to your house if not then go to this place the store or the cafe and gather up yeah i think they'll go to like the sort of diner don't they yeah, go, Where... go to the diner sorry I've, get I've yourself to the diner converted that into british the calf go to the calf get and, yourself uh... to the greasy spoon all right we might not have raw hamburger meat but we've got uh, a massive breakfast is the offer still on well if i eat the massive breakfast i get it for free no, not dur- not during vampire invasions. That's no, not not on. Oh, bloody! I'm craving that. You reckon as Ben Foster, Mister Trick here? Maybe we took that film running out of steam towards the end. Could he have gone and ordered all of the garlic to make sure there was none of that left as well? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, there's no mention of garlic. It feels like one of those vampire films where it's like, ah, it's kind of loosely got the vampire rules going on, but the crucifixes, garlic, garlic uh, anything like that. I don't think we once see a vampire looking in the mirror could and not have, seeing his reflection or her gone, reflection. Could you've gone there and gone like, can I have some garlic bread, please? I'd like a pasta dish. And garlic bread, garlic's not very garlicky, that. And keep sending it back to the kitchen until the chef Gar- got, like, is there more, a- more garlic. I want to put all the garlic I've got in this shop in here. And it's like thick with garlic and he's just eating it away. That's why his teeth are so bad. Uh, <laughs> but the vampires don't go near him. No wonder they don't want to turn him into, turn him into one on their own. Um, so he, meanwhile, is being a bad bloke back at things. So the vampire invasion is underway. Those that are at the sheriff station uh getting there. He's kind of just, they're trying to play a bit of uh, Risk or whatever, having a game of Risk. Already a stressful game. Families have fallen out over it. Yeah. And ben Foster's in there going, oh, I wonder if you're going to be killed quite soon. And then like, the little kid goes, shut up, man. And he throws... Get up or I'll throw a piece of risk at you. He throws a piece of risk at him. He goes, ah, I just snapped that up and used it to pick the lock. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> no, you fucking won't. And he goes over to get it. But unfortunately, he's been absolutely sucked in. And he um, and he's yeah. and he captured him. Um, mm. To be fair, this is probably why I'm not an official member of law enforcement, Ben. I feel it's all things are already going. Alright, I just shot him to death. Then gonna solve. Yeah, I think just finish him off in it. So so Evan walks in and shoots him just like in the arm. And I do like his reaction to to get him getting shot. He's genuinely put out and upset by being shot. He's like, "Are you 
shithead. Yeah. He says he says that you shithead and he looks genuinely upset. I kind of like that because it kind of showed me that this was all like a facade. It was all him kind of like acting up to it and, you know, yeah. trying to scare everyone. But as soon as he gets a little bit of pain, he's like, yeah. And then Eben like um, cuffs him to, to the bars as well. Cuffs him to the bars. And you would think if this guy wants to come into a van, be turned into a vampire, I guess at this point, in fairness to the characters, they don't know that it's vampires yet. They just think it's something bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, threaten someone. If you want to be a vampire, I'll, I'll kill you. And you can't be one then. So you better mm. start start singing. Mate. You better start talking, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I will. I'll kill you, and that's 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 it. Your dream is gone. Your dream is dead. You have like fallen short, like literally just before you got to be a vampire. Mm. Um, but they they don't do that, and then they go out to try and join the others, and they have a little bit of action where like Eben is out with Melissa George. And she goes, keep driving because she sees a vampire coming. Before you know it, there, there's one on the roof of the truck. Oh, yeah. Thumping aggressive. It. So aggressive. Like, absolutely hates that make of whatever truck it was. I bloody hate this. The emissions are through the roof. Only by Ice caps about soon. Only by American, yeah. And he's he's livid. He's he's thumping it, but they, they throw him off the roof, run him, like, knock him over, and then they, and then they crack on, and off they... And off they go. Off they pop. Um, I tell you what, though, this is where we probably get our first non-fleeting glance of the vampire. We've seen them in the shadows and the figures moving around, but we haven't got a close look at them yet. This mm. is probably where we see them for the first time. So stepping out into the into the streets, doing their whisper, yeah. whisper, whisper Latin talking. They do whisper, some whisper Latin plus some noises yeah a little bit of that a little bit of clicking and also <clears throat> very distinctive looking you would say almost like their eyes and f- like foreheads are kind of a bit like stretched out they almost look like don't they almost almost look like alien like don't yeah. they you would say i'll say, <sighs> say it for you ben in all of the vampire franchise in the world quite a romanticized figure you know you have hmm. you have some uh richard roxborough vampire in van helsing you have your you know, you have your shiny vampires in Twilight. These vampires, Mingers, all of them. <laughs> Mingers, a lot of them. I won't want, I won't want to fall in love with any of these. Right, bunch of uggos. Look, at, no wonder they're all so horrible and and spiteful. They've all got this sort of very distinctive um, looking features, except like the main vampire dude. He's kind of just got the main dude played by Danny Danny Houston. He kind of just just got black eyes, I guess. Yeah. And if he, if he cut a, his nails, he just people just think he was an undertaker. Yeah, and a lovely suit as well. You know, a lot of them are well dressed. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, it doesn't just look like any old is. person's been turned into a vampire and was wearing well, whatever they, they were wearing. Savage, the sort of like they savage people all the time and are absolute feral animals. They're not yeah. so feral that they don't get dressed. I kind of <laughs> like thematically. <laughs> Yeah, I would kind of like to see if they are going to be as feral as they are in this. They should be in like tattered clothes. Maybe some just rinsing about the place naked, just punching people's heads off. Because they are like monster vampires, right? They're not like. Yeah, that's why I feel like we need to see another side to them, like their downtime, um, because it does seem kind of insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, 
is this where we get the beautiful um the beautiful like aerial shots of basically the town everyone's getting yeah i think i think as as it kind of proceeds it kicks off majorly where vampires are just killing everybody essentially anyone who's stepped outside the house is getting killed people are trying to escape in vehicles and getting killed and yeah we get like this sort of aerial shot um it reminded me in a way of um that shot in the dawn of the dead remake where you see driving sort of and it pans up and we see yeah and we see sort of like all of the all of the chaos taking place and then um a, a gas station or a petrol station if you're from the uk gets blown up it's kind of like that and yeah there's something really distinctive about blood and snow that does kind of just look you know it kind of just makes the blood seem even more bloody i guess you could say um but yeah it's a great shot it's effective um is this when we see mark boone jr turn up in his his version of that chainsaw car and fuck loads of people up i don't think it's yet is it he goes full kill dozer later on. Right now, this just is saves when, um, saves the two yeah. two of them, doesn't he? Yeah. They come out. They're about to. Get, they get their car tipped over. Um, we do learn at this bit that vampires aren't bulletproof because um, they shoot one of them's head until it explodes. Um, but you know what else they're not proof of? Snowplows. Snowplows, Mister Plow. Yeah, if you get Mister Plowed by Mister Plow himself. Um, that's you done for even as a vampire, mm-hmm. um, and they they escape. We see we see other bits. We see like the, you know, we see. Um, well, actually, this comes up a bit later. Before we do this, they escape in this bit, and they basically manage to get themselves into a house. They understand that one of the houses. They know the community, and they know that one of them has a loft ladder that no one can really see it, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all. This is where we we get like a first time jump because the thirty days yeah. are really yeah. challenging to get the most out of a full thirty days in. I don't um, think it's we're even really aware of how long has passed. There's no like some, there's nothing on the screen to say day twenty eight or day three or day six or anything. There's nothing like that, is there? I think it does it. I think it's a little inconsistent. Now I'm remembering back. I'm not sure if I. I don't think it does, but maybe just in dialogue, they kind of met, which kind of made yeah. to say. Yeah, like it's been... But there's a few characters as well. Like you already know that things are going to be stressful. There's like a, a dad who's suffering from dementia. You yeah. know for you know for a fact that that's not going to work out well for not just him but anybody. Reminds me a bit of um, the kid in. No offense to this old man, but it reminds me a bit of, of the same sort of um, threat caused by the kid in burning bright the autistic yeah, they, kid where just like we're can't. trying to hide and be quiet from this terrible horrible scary thing but unfortunately you don't understand yeah so you're gonna do what is instinctive to you and that's where this bit begins to come a bit um undone because some time some time has passed they've been hiding for a few days but and there's already a bit of like dissent in the ranks because some of them go, well, we we should go sooner rather than later. At one point, while Melissa George is having a quick look out, they've got a little bit of paper over the window that they can peep out through. Um, well, we see one thing: a little girl is running through the streets. Oh, they love doing that. Through. They love doing a doing a um a bait and switch, don't they? Uh, the sorry, I, I just now. is that right? What was that? Did the vampires turn her loose to be caught, or is, is that like they are doing a bit of sport, or do they just? 
it feels like they're doing a bit of spoiler. They're trying, they're trying to they're trying to draw out the others. Um, one thing we didn't mention is the fact that the stranger does get approached by the vampires before this time jump. Um, and the main vampire is called Marlo, I think. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, Marlo. Marlo like main Barlow from Marlo like Barlow from uh, Salem's Lot. Yeah, they're cousins. They might be cousins. Um, and he leans in. Gives him, says something, gives him some kind words, but then just like snaps his neck, kills him. He's probably just saying like, listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, you've done great doing all the bits you did. Stellar work, especially with the helicopter. However, you do stink. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your eating habits as a human being are disgusting. I, I do not want to know what your eating habits are going to be like as a vampire. Unfortunately, it's best for all of us, including you, if you're dead. Snap your neck. It's now it says okay. Here it says eighteen days later. So this is the thing. Like eighteen days is a lot to make that first time jump. That's a hell of a lot for us to initially see. That it's almost like we're supposed to believe. You know, essentially that nothing's happened in eighteen days. That there's not been one instance of this. It's eighteen days until the vampires decide to use a little girl to. I thought I'd be like day one or day two, a little girl to draw everybody else out. Maybe they did have books to read. The... Yeah, these this first eight this first eighteen days. What on earth? Yeah, flown by. Maybe, yeah, like who knows what else they're up to? Because they, yeah, you're right. They've maybe it took them a while to come down from it because they've already done some other spiteful things. They did the bit in the house where there was a husband and wife and they were pinning them to the to the to the walls. And he did he got his thankfully even in two thousand. Oh yeah, they had an LP player. <laughs> yeah, proper, proper hipsters. He like. Put his nail on the record to play it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Put his nail on the record. Yeah, that feels like they're just terrorizing these people, right? Just, yeah, they... We probably saw like he was working through his music that that family's music collection. He'd done that to play the record. <laughs> then he'd got all their CDs out and gone like, scratched the shit out of them. He's got their got their classic PS2 games. You know, he just oh, scratched the shit out of them. One of the ones with the blue disc that's harder to read if the laser drops. My goodness, he's like. Crash Bandicoot one, quite hard to come by in the original package, <laughs> the platinum range anymore. If uh, if I so recall, It'd be a shame if someone scratched it so much <laughs> as a fucking coaster, wouldn't it? Jesus, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it feels like they're kind of having that they have they're playing games with these people. You know, it's not just a case of kill and and use them for for blood for nourishment or any or enjoyment or anything like that. They're just messing with these people. Um. They're they're enjoying torture them, and then whether released by the um, vampires or not, this little girl is out in the streets yeah. looking for help, and she gets got by um she gets got by vampires. They're watching out the window, and they're kind of like circling around her, giving her a push, and like a bunch of right old bullies, and then they they set upon her and eat her again, not sensibly. Yeah. Um, Evan does go out, and he meets. You remember a little while ago, Ben, when. This fella got his wife slurped off and then got his leg punched. Yep. He's been under the house this whole time and he could that, that that makes no sense. How how on earth has he been under the house for 18 days? Or was 18 it days being a vampire? Because you get you get vampired pretty quick. Oh, okay. So he's been under the house as a vampire with a broken leg for eight with his leg not like miraculously fixed? Yeah, Logan style? Shoot the heads off, can't you? I guess. I guess, mm. you know, it's like you say, the vampires in this are not 
necessarily supernatural vampires, apart from the sun thing. Mm. They um, maybe they're just scary monster people that you can hit with a snowplow or punch their legs. Yeah. Um. Uh, so he's under there, and he's a but boring for eighteen days, isn't it? Eben fine. No wonder he's desperate to eat blood. He probably thought of everything else. Um, <laughs> I've come for all the faults I've had in my head. Two thousand seven. Not your phones have been burned. <laughs> you ain't got podcasts to listen to. No, and and again, Gervais at it then. No, and and also where the vamp not werewolves vampires do they sleep? You just be a, l- led looking at the bottom of the house for eight hours a night. <laughs> oh, he's looking at the wood grain. See if you can see any pictures in it. You'd be strong enough to like crawl somewhere though, surely, wouldn't you? I don't know. Maybe she I hasn't think... thought of it. Jesus. So, either way, he's um he's under there. Evan goes, Dave. What are you doing under there, you silly sausage? How long have you been under the house? Goes, oh, ages. <laughs> 18 days. <laughs> have you been under there for 18 days? Yeah, yeah. At least. I um, oh, I'll tell you what, I feel, I feel like shit. I feel like absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> when, just, does he notice, when does he notice he's a vampire? Does he just when, like... he, when he gets up, I guess it's like being drunk. You know, when you've had a few beers at the pub. And you think you're fine. Then when you stand up or go outside, you're like, oh. How's he got up then? Why has he not got up before that? Like, what, like when the air hits you, when you're like, you've been you've been sl- slamming the pints, but as soon as the fresh air hits you, you're like, I'm, <laughs> I'm absolutely ruined. I'm flattered. So yeah, that, that's what happens. So then it's only when he stands up and like, because Evan gives him, it's like reviving a teammate in a co-op game who's like, that's <laughs> take a knee. And it's like revive. And he stands up. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't fight yourself, but they can help you up. So then when he his, uh, eye, his eyes are black. He gets up and he goes, Oh, I tell you what, now the air hits me. I, I realise I'm a vampire and I'm gonna try. I realise I'm a vampire. My eyes are black. I look like I'm in cradle of filth. Uh I am gonna I'm I'm also I'm absolutely ravenous, so I'm gonna kill you. So um, he um he gets it's a bit twenty-eight days later here because he goes from talking to like a he, know, he knows the language. That's the thing. You immediately you don't need to you don't need to go away and learn the language. It's 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 built in. <laughs> that, that's what he's been doing. He's been on Duolingo under the house racing. <laughs> <laughs> but he only know, he only knows the most basic phrases. Yeah, so he's there. And um with all the time he has spent doing that, he's not spent very much time working out how to avoid being tangled in a swing set, and that's what happens to him, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, a swing set that he should have been aware of in, in the 18 days he's been under there. He could have taken a good note as to where that swing set was. I reckon you'd know. It's a small town as well. I reckon you'd you'd be aware of your surroundings. Um, he gets tangled in the swings, which is enough for Eben to lop his head off. I'll mean, t- tell you what, one of the best films for head loppings off, right? We'll get to a certain um, decapitation, but probably one of the only films where i genuinely think that's probably what that looks like yeah it's good the good the head lopping is ever so good in this and it's mm. never the first time like no one's swinging an axe like an executioner it's like you you yeah there's a couple there. that's what would happen yeah because maybe the first one you wouldn't put everything into it because you'd be a bit like oh do i have to uh you're chopping, yeah. that, you're chopping that wood i think the only person that gets the head off cleaning one is when they chop the little girl's head off later but um Oh yeah. Yeah, so they um 
I mean, he's permanently changed the scenery from outside the Heidi place because he's left that guy chopped up and he goes back in. <clears throat> he gets back in. Unfortunately, we've split the party here. What's happened in the meantime is Melissa George is looking out the window when senile granddad gets up and goes, nah, I'm off. Mate. I'm is, is, is before this scene when they go to the shop, though, and they go to the general store for supplies before this, right? Ooh, I think it- they do. It may or may not be. I'm not sure if it's that or after they. I think it's before. I think it's before because I think they're all oh, together no. in this group. I've got. I've got this. Oh, it's... So it's carry on then. Carry on then. Gram- Grandpa goes to leave. He go. They talk him out because oh, Granddad, don't leave. And he goes, oh, okay, I won't. I'm just gonna go to the toilet though. All right. <laughs> okay then. And unfortunately, <laughs> he then goes out of the. He goes out of the door. Uh, the Granddad's like, I guess his son goes. Oh, it's my dad. I've got to go after him, and pushes Melissa George into like a stool just that I think one of those bits of furniture that purely exists for someone to bang their head on while being pushed yeah. over it's not this, baby. Is, this has been a soap she'd have been killed by that yeah it's not it's not a it's not baby proof at all this 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 room um because she smacks her head on like the, the what looks like a, I don't know, a bench or a, or a low table or something like that cracks her head on the corner of it <laughs> days to confuse Battered by an old man. Uh, oh no, it wasn't. It was a, it was the son, wasn't it? Um, so Evan, the old the old Evan fella goes back. out into the into the snow. Yeah, go on. Evan just comes back to that. It's like, what's happened to you? He I comes. It's I, like, had bad, I, it's, bad, I had a bad time. It's like that gift from a uh, community when when um what's his name whoops in with, with pizza and everything's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> We've blown our cover. Like the, this is so they get right. We this is when they decide they have to go out for supplies. Do we see? I might have looked away for a minute here. Do we see the old man eat shit? Or I don't know if we do. You know, I was thinking that. I'd be annoyed there because I'd be like, we've managed to stay hidden for eighteen days. We've got twelve left to go. Eighteen days, twelve left to go, and that everyone everyone loses their nut. At this you've point, broken, you've broken the back of it. You'd be counting down like that. It's like when you go for a big run. Once you've hit the halfway mark, you say, "Well, I've done it now. This is the way back. Nothing left to worry about." Yeah, I got, I got, and I got to get back, regardless. Yeah. Just making it faster. But yeah, they um. So this is where they they go out for supplies and they go to the shop. Good survival shop etiquette. Everyone's got a job. You're after batteries. You're after marshmallows. You're after whatever. Yeah. Like. This was a bit like, um, again, re- yeah, reminded me of Twenty Eight Days Later. If you remember when they go to, when they stop at the petrol station and they've got what have they got? What are they selling in there? Do they go? Oh, do you fancy a? Yeah, they, like love, a hot... they love they love a tango in that. <laughs> they love a tango in that, but they stop and they go. Oh, could you go for some? And they go to get some food, and in there there's a little infected kid, isn't there? Yeah. Well, she's. Um, She's there slurping up someone in the shop, and then she does like a spooky British kid, and thinking, oh, "I finished playing with that one." She's like the Red Queen. She's yeah, like, "Why oh. is she doing that?" None of the rest of the things talk like that. And why is she dressed like the most cliche kid character in anything? Right, we got a kid. Right, there's a kid vampire. Right, she's got pigtails and a teddy bear in her little hand. Che- little checkered dress. Little checkered dress. And goes, very, oh, very silly. What, can I play with you now? And then she comes right at him, and then the rest. That's the thing. Vampires can be strong, but they're not supernaturally heavy. So even if they're strong, you yeah, can that's true. Toss them about like a leg of bloody lamb, and they do. Um, <laughs> they uh, they they toss her around, and everyone they they're all wrestling, and they go, 
quick swing, but you'll never guess who is the one to swing the axe. Eben. It's not Eben. No. Oh, it's not Eben. It's Jake. Jake, the, the younger brother. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... Yeah. I mean, as far as... I mean, sometimes there would be a macho display of of some kind of traditional male prowess to be marked as the moment you become a man in any number of societies. But pretty hardcore to be chopped the head off a kid vampire for your transition uh, into adult. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Your first kill as well, you know. Very intense. Um, um He's like... She gets quite upset because oh she was just a kid, she's a vampire. Yeah, she been killing people, you know. Um, out there, Ben. I'm not saying that I'm one of these better folks built different, all that, but I think I'd be okay killing a vampire. I don't think I'd think about it in the same way. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd be like oh, especially if they're all like. (laughs) Don't think I don't think I'd sit there and go feel rotten for killing that kid. I'd say ha. I feel rotten, yeah. When, Not yet. When when does the um the dude who ran the Michael Myers mulching machine get got? Because so he he starts is, to turn, doesn't he? He does get he does get got um right right now. Um so they, they do that and I think this is when they get back from doing the mission and the, the guy that runs the quadruple M says, Oh little Little girl in the shop got me. He says, oh. He tells a little story. It's a bit like the story that Kate tells in Gremlins about why she doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. Like a like a family tragedy. It's like, oh, my family actually were got by a drunk driver that time. And I've I've wanted to join them all this time. But now I'm a vampire and I'm sick of it. It's, um, it's like the reveal of of that happens during the story, doesn't it? That he's been he's vampired. Had his, yeah, he's had his hood, he's had his hood up this whole time. He puts his hood down. I think he's done something like bought them some time and done some daring actions. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're back at the police station now. I should reveal that I am a vampire. And I feel ever so thirsty, actually, but I'm a nice bloke. So do you just want to pop in this room with us and shoot me real quick? Well, it's not even shoot me, is it? It's like pop in here and and lock me head off. And there's two, and we hear two axe swings as well. So obviously Eben didn't make a clean cut of it initially. Cut his ear off the first one. Second one, I got it. Ding it through his, the hood of his parka. Um, <laughs> so that's that, and then that's when they realise Grandma, who has been who got sorry everyone who was hoping for the fate of Grandma, she got got off screen by the vampires earlier when they left the police station. Yeah, um, yeah. We just she's just gone at one point, but we do know that um, she used to smoke weed every day, so. Because it helped her with the cancer, so don't worry. Smoke you. weed every day. That's, that's what Grandma says when she gets up in the morning. Um, so she was <laughs> grow- she was growing her own actually with her special yeah. special sun lamps. So they say, "Hey, this is um good opportunity. Should we use this quite ineffectively just to get one vampire incidentally, and then not use it again? Should we use it ineffectively to get one vampire, and then I'll immediately turn the power off, um, and then that'd be it? Yeah. So Eben like. It's essentially a diversion, isn't it? Because everybody else is going to head for the. Where are they going to go? Because they're heading cause... for the, the pipeline place, right? The, the oil pipeline. That's right. Yeah, they're heading there. So Evan creates a diversion by. They all chase him, to all... to his grandmother's house. 
And um, then he whacks the generator on us again. It's like Alan Wake. He has the little QTE where he's pulling the chain. To terrific. I feel like I feel like there's too too many elements that could go wrong. A gotta get there, turn the generator on, hope it works, hope it comes on smoothly after 18 days. B find this bloody massive massive ultraviolet light lamp, plug it in, <laughs> and then manage to switch it on like just at the right moment. And he just and, um, he, and he kind of just like the it's the main vampire's girlfriend. I don't know how their society works. Maybe they're not exclusive, but it's a yeah. it's a lady vampire that he's been hanging around with an awful lot of the time who loves a good scream. You... <laughs> she's first in, she's he like first gives in he like gives her permission though, doesn't he? Like she looks back at him as if to go, "Can I go in and and fuck this guy up?" And he goes like, which is translated to "Yes, of course." Yeah, and uh, in she goes, but she catches a flash of the super light. Which is as Eben is falling over and just, re- I feel like yeah. again this opportunity you could have got that and used it for a trap and maybe not got all of them, but the idea is that you're just going to be tearing it into the house and you're going to shine it on one of them, is yeah. it's quite a waste. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a waste. It's unfortunate. Isn't it? She does get ever so poorly. Um, you know, she's got half her face burned off. And she's absolutely vampire- sizzled. She looks like she, you know, we've all done it, you know, and back in the day, it's not good. If I was a, I wouldn't want to say this to a fireman because he probably, he would, he would berate me. Um, but we've all got back from a night out and we've gone, do you know, what? I, f- I fancy a takeaway. I fancy something, but I've only got this shitty old margarita pizza. I'm going to sling it in the oven. But then unfortunately you fall asleep, sat on the sofa yeah. and you wake up and the pizza has <laughs> been absolutely cremated. It's, it's dust. That's yep. what her face looks like. No offense to this to this vampire woman, but her face looks like that. She's good. been sizzled. And I, and I tell you what, um, I got no sympathy for him here because the vampire, the head vampire, looks like his feelings are ever so hurt now that shoes on the bloody other foot, isn't it? Yeah, there we go. How, how does that make you feel, mate? Yeah, you've murdered everyone in this town and everyone they love. Maybe you want to think about that next time you go off doing murders. You know that you're pointing the finger at Eben for for torturing yeah. your girlfriend. Think about those three fingers that are pointing right back at you. <laughs> um, I don't think they've got those sort of feel. Like it's weird. They've obviously got some level of feel, but the fact that their eyes are sort of black, they're almost like shark-like, aren't they? And they're sort of um, controlled by their 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 sort of lust for for blood. Was- There's not much humanity to them. He looks like he's in a right suck about it. He's like, bloody hell. And he, oh, he such, looks, a, such a he bloody emo. He closes her eyes. I guess I'll rest now. But he does the classic. Does he cl- just close her eyes or does he? Snaps her neck. He loves snapping her neck, doesn't he? Oh, does he snap her neck or does he Does he bite her and like say, right, oh, I think he, bu- I think I he bites her actually. But I guess, you I'll know. Slurp, I guess I'll slurp you out for old time's sake. Um, yeah, so. Um, he does. Jesus. He does that, and then she's gone. But his feelings are hurt, so he sends everyone to turn off the power and go after Eben. He's on the radio, going, "Um, yeah." So uh, they're going to turn the power for any time now. So bye. And he's running. And yeah. then this is when our matey, the guy that lives on the edge of town, proves. Yeah. Be- Bo Bra- Bo Brower, his name is, and he says, "It's my turn now." Um, and he yeah, he basically goes he goes ape shit, and then he gets, gets out the kill dozer. Which is he does Spartan Rage in God of War of Spartan Rage where you just go <laughs> and you've just got all your weapons at one go. He's got like a shotgun, he's got the killdozer. The killdozer, um, which for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, it's like a bulldozer with a chainsaw on the front. Yeah. 
essentially, yeah. We're probably it's probably a legitimate thing, isn't it? Well, it is, I'm sure it's it is. Chopping through like really thick, tall bits of ice. Yeah. Um, and um, he's he's raging through there. He's blasting vampires left, right, and center. I wasn't quite so sure about how this bit ended because it feels like he at, at one point he just goes, "Well, I, my kill streak's too high. I'm just going to crash this into a hotel now." So he like crashes it into a hotel and then he like blows himself up, but like not properly. Not. Um, he's got like maybe he's got some gasoline and then he's got some flares and he blows oh. himself up because you see him sort of like fly away, fly got, away. Got flares and a bomb and he's standing over it because he basically says, "Oh, you're not going to get me." Throws the flare into a bomb. He said, "But that bomb just blows him clear of the explosion rather than killing." Yeah, him. doesn't kill him. But then Marlow like finds him and and crushes his head like that head bit, like that bit, in, that bit in Drive when Ryan Gosling kills that guy, um, and then it somehow works as making his love interest horny. Uh, so yeah, crushes his head, and then they all like get to the station. Uh, oh, 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 it, oh like, yeah, we see Billy, the, the deputy, he finds him. Whereas Josh Hartnett's um, Eben, his beard hasn't really grown in the 18 yeah. or so. Apparently, this is so this is another time jump to day 27 when this happens. Okay, so maybe some of them have headed for the station and Eben is waiting for another opportunity because they don't they wait for blizzards because there's no visibility to do those things, yeah, and then they leg it. They find, he finds his way to Billy's house where he's hiding out, and you know what? Billy's gone and done Ben. He's done of the mist, doesn't he? Billy has done of the mist, um, and not only has he done a mist, Eben's absolutely furious with him. I know that'd be the last thing you bloody need because Billy's Billy's a distraught man. Said basically, didn't want my family to get eaten by vampires, so I shot him, and I was gonna shoot myself, but the gun broke. Oh yeah, likely story, Billy. What's that? You murdered your children and your wife, and then I'm when it came to you, what's that? You luck? Did you luck out, or did you just wimp out? There was only Billy. one. There was only one Milky Way. But yeah, um, the um, Jesus, the um, Billy, you know, clearly a distraught man. Like terrible things have happened in a in a however many days it's been now of horrible vampire murders, and he's taken the decision to mercy I kill wonder... his family. I wonder when he did it though, because he said he heard so many people screaming when he did it. Like, did he do it like what day one or something? Or... Thirty-five minutes in. Um, <laughs> yeah, but first thing he's got, then Eben, like wrestles him to the ground and goes, "Oh, you'd never hurt your family." And he's like, "Well, thanks for this retroactive lesson." Now, now, I put it, I put it to you. There's two, there's two options here. I've killed my family. Um, and you know this that's that's an unchangeable thing at this point now you've had a go at me i kill my fam- <laughs> i've killed my family and feel terrible about it and feel incredible. terrible there's a really other f- unintentionally funny moment now is when they'd like take him out into the blizzard and they're like running in slow motion and billy is just like sobbing uncontrollably <laughs> in slow motion all, all the snow getting in his mouth uh, just kill me just kill me i'll be like have you got a gun that works because i'm i'm well overdue a suicide give it here um so yeah and after that is when they, i think they do all make for the station at this point as well they, they um, do all make it um melissa george does get lost <clears throat> because he's, he's going after but i lost it a bit here i was like how did because 
Billy kind of steps out into the street. He goes, no, stay there. And he steps out in the street in front of the vampires, but then just... Yeah, it was like... Goes around a corner and that's all right? Yeah, it was weird. So Stella, there's another little girl. Her her family's been slaughtered. And for some reason, she's managed to survive this whole time. We don't really know. And then we see a vampire we've not seen before. Um, He's got a name as well. His name's Zuriel, apparently. So you you know the guy with the sort of black hair? um, Looks a little bit like... Oh, who does he look like? Looks the like someone. Ghoul. Yeah. Sounds like a bit like the Ghoul from Sinister, a film, but I'm surprised you yeah. haven't done an episode on. Um, it's true. Um, and he's doing the scream and he's kind of like chasing this girl, but Stella manages to like save her and then they hide under a house again, don't they? Which they, hide, is the... they hide under a house. Um, Billy's escaped because. I don't know, he just wasn't in the line of sight, or they looked and went, Whose footprints are these? And they went looking in the other direction. <laughs> I don't Yeah. I don't know what happened, but they've escaped and Billy and Eben make it to the um to the pipeline, the power station, whatever whatever this thing is. Yeah. Um, and, and they're follow they're follow there's another the vampire that follows them, the bold vampire. Do you know what his name is? No. Batista. Batista bomb. Um Arvin. What a Arvin. stupid name. I'd be well annoyed if that was my vampire name. Okay. Um and this one's called Zuriel. Oh great! That sounds amazing. What's my if his name's Zuriel? What's my name? We're gonna give you the Agamemnon. name Agamemnon. No, no, <laughs> Agamemnon. Uh, we're just gonna call you Arvin. Arvin. What like sounds like one you're word a different? Chipmunk boy. Yeah, one di- one word different from Alvin. Am I like Alvin's long lost twin, Arvin? They definitely did an episode like that. Maybe uh, maybe that's what they sang yeah. all the way over to wherever they came from on their cruise ship. He's like, watch out. Here we come. He's there and he's he's, he's doing like his <laughs> vampire version of the We're the Chipmunks song. Um, Bloody hell. But, uh, yeah, he'd be devastated, wouldn't you? Um, but yeah, he like managed, he follows them um, there and I think he I think he bites Billy as when they're having the big fight and that's obviously right, where he ends up going into the Billy mulching machine. Him and he, he almost pushes Eben in, but yeah, then Billy, for the final act of heroism, Tackles him into mm. the uh, into the quadruple M trademark. The into the quadruple Bible. M tra- trademark. I think this is ma- maybe this moment I dozed off, which is weird during an action set piece. Shouldn't have dozed um, off, but I definitely remember. The, I definitely remember the, the the head getting lopped off. So I must yeah, have only. Well, it's not only that because in pushing him into the the mulcher, unfortunately, he doesn't stay behind the safety line. His arm gets in it as well. Oh yeah. So is that Painful. his arm? Is that his arm mulched off? It's good at eating helicopter bits, but it's also good at eating arms. Yeah, you can. It's a metal masher, really, but you can smash anything up there that you put in there, including your arm and a vampire. Yeah, um, if you're going to put flesh, going, flesh and bones in there, it's going to be ruined, isn't it? He's he's screaming, he's lying there going, ah, oh, buddy hell, buddy hell. But he starts looking a bit vampire-y while he's doing it, so Evan goes, mm. you know, I can take yeah. solace in the fact you would die anyway, chops his head off. This is a horrific, like a really horrific but amazing decapitation effect because it's it's like the best look we get at a decapitation and the most well-lit decapitation. And it looks so real. Like the first one kind of gets him a bit and his head's going like hanging off and the second one, it just looks super, super painful. And Does his head go in the mulcher or no? I'm not off sure. To side. Off to the side maybe, yeah. That sounds about right, doesn't it? Um, um, 
So yeah, he's dead. And then essentially, like essentially the month is coming to the end, but for some reason It's gonna be morning. It's coming. It's gonna be morning, like literally next day. But for some reason they've imposed this like um Uh, like they've got to save Oh, it's because they start burning the town, isn't it? That's right. The vampires are gonna do a cover up. So the vampires have scratched the oil pipeline and they're leaking crude oil all over the town. So mm. vampires, not only dickheads to all the people of the town of Barrow, absolute cunts to nature as well. So yeah. If you are saying, I'll tell you what, I'm going to burn all this stuff up. And the guys are looking onward saying, well, not only are they going to burn up Melissa George and the kitty under the, under, hiding under the car, no vampires ever kneel down to have a bit of a look. Yeah. And um, plus, we're made to, we're made, it's made to think that they've got great senses of smell as well, because there's a I can smell your bloodline in the minute as well. So how can they not smell them just under there, under the car? It's too high. It must be like, must be like when I'm looking for my keys or something. I'm walking around and I'm like, where are they? Never look up with it. Look at a particular level. Yeah. Um, so it's like, oh, can't can't find them. And like the the, not feeling into stereotypes. Maybe vampires use different gender stereotypes. Yeah, the the female vampires like. Have you actually looked? Have you actually moved anything to look? Or have you just walked around the room and vaguely like glanced where you think the things They're are? They're always in the last place you look. Well, I'm not going to find them and keep looking, am I? Yeah, I might do that <laughs> next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they haven't found them. So I guess it's partly to basically cover up because then someone else they goes, oh, they'll do this town. No one, will, no one will know. And then next year they'll come and do the other. I think they're doing like a tour, doing this every year. But then someone says, like, oh, they'll just think it was a terrible accident. I'm like, what? It's not more than a terrible accident. What happened? Turned out the old town burned down and everyone died. No one escaped. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. It would appear. It happened. In the panic of this fire happening, we all threw their phones into a big pile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just, like, punched their legs off and snapped their necks. And, and 30 days happen. before, murdered all the dogs. Yeah, something mad's going on. Um, um so that, that's the vampire's big cover-up plan, and Eben goes, I'll "Tell you what, <laughs> they're, they're burning it up. If she runs, he goes, oh, if she runs, they'll see them, uh, and if they don't run, they'll burn up." Well, I assume. Um, so there's only one thing for it. I feel like there wasn't only one thing for it at this point. What about no. you? I feel like what Eben did is that he had an idea and rather than going, that idea, it might work, but it's pretty nuts. I will try and think of another idea first. No, for some reason, he's like, this is the only idea. He could have ran in a different direction, screaming. Um, He could have done a lot of things. I mean, he could have sacrificed himself in another way, but I guess he wanted to take a few of them with him. So, yeah, he gets some of Billy's infected blood and injects it. it. Six it straight in him. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good. Cool. Point. That's a good point. Maybe there's like a, I was gonna say a first aid kit, but I don't even think you even get like needles and stuff in first aid kits, yeah. do you? I'll have, I'll have, I swear it in. He says to his brother, like, tell you what, some of the, some of the goodies actually, they stayed themselves for a little while after being a vampire. So, um, I hope that it's works. Not, it's not like cut and dried, is it? It's not science. It's not like they stayed themselves for a little while. He could have just injected himself and immediately gone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he injects himself. It immediately hurts him. 
immediately gets a tummy ache from it. Yeah. Um, and then oh. and then he says, "All right, give oh. me tummy. Sorry, let's have a sit down." And then he goes, "I could smell your blood," um, which is nice. And then he walks out to essentially confront the all the big group of vampires led by Marlowe. Um, if you want, if you just turn into a vampire and you are going down to face them in two thousand seven specifically. Um, in two thousand seven, maybe uh, drowning pool. Let the party set the floor. Let the party set the floor. And then you do. Oh, and then as as the as the symbols hit, you bring the hood down. Floor, and then just spread spread towards him. Could do and that, then... or you could do. I might go for <laughs> from Michael Bay's Transformers. What I've done by Lincoln Park. Oh, absolute <laughs> classic. Have you seen Have you seen the the the, twi- the Twitterisms where it's like, what if this film was made in two thousand seven? And it's always it's always like a film ending, like cut into a black screen as what I've done kicks in. That'd be great. That'd be what I'd go for, I think. Drowning in, Drown in Pool probably should, would have been like 2001 rather than 2007. Yeah, yeah he'd, he'd, been, he'd been all over it. And he, and he walks down and he goes, here, the, the, the head vampire is like, hold me back, lads, hold me back. <laughs> I'll be back, lads. He's like confused initially, isn't he? Or he's like feigning confusion because it's almost like a a sort of lion pride face off, isn't it? Like I'm the I'm the king of the I'm the king of the pride now, the right? King uh, swingers, I'm VOP. the king of the swingers now. Jungle VIP, I'll fuck you up. And then he comes um, down, and they goes, "Oh, come on, then, come on, then. like it's a good job all these lads are. Otherwise, we just fight. Said, no, we can we can just fight if you want. Let's just fight with the back the backdrop of a burning town, you know." I mean, we're both vampires. Let's go. I'd be embarrassed if I was Marla, though, because Marla's been a vampire for, I'm assuming, quite a while. Um, Eben has been a vampire for mere minutes. And, you know. But he's got a lot of moves. And Marlo is beating him. He's, holding, he's, he's doing a lot of his vampire moves. He's doing scratches with his big nails. He's, <laughs> he's very good at being over and then doing a flip, and he breaks Eben's arm. But yeah. the movie doesn't see coming, which is the fist with the gob. That's um yeah, because obviously Marlo gets ahead of himself, does like a running jump towards him. So all the momentum's with him essentially. With his mouth wide open. With his mouth wide open. Ah! That is um and a big bullseye in the middle of his mouth. That is straight from the from the comic though. Um the exact that exact moment is in the comic. You reach uh, right now. The punching of the face. I don't know, actually, I think this is just a preview copy. Now I've said I thought it was the full one, but yeah, it's essentially a panel in the comic is just the punch, punch square through the head, which uh, which is effective. I don't, I mean, I don't know about the effect. I was a bit like, what? Looks a bit nuts. Yeah, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine above the time, and he's he's gone. And then the other vampires uh, at this moment are like, um, oh, sorry, is that the time? It is nearly. It is pretty much nearly dawn though, so I, I, I honestly don't blame them. Where do you reckon think... they go? Do you reckon they? Uh, yeah, they it's weird because they just go back to that boat and they're just on there now. There's nowhere to hide, is there? Really, like, um, you can't just go and chill because if the sun comes up pretty quickly, they got to get there quick, sharp. They got to sprint to this boat. That's where they. That's where they all go, and they just. Oh, you just. You're just actually quite lucky that we have to go now, because otherwise we'd we'd do you, mate. Otherwise, um, we'd absolutely kick your head in. But see you later. You're lucky. Next time for sure. Next time, but we but we do, like I can't stress enough. We do have to go now. 
So we, <laughs> we don't have to go immediately now. We do, we, yes. we do, we do, we aren't able to finish this with you now, which we could, but, but we can't because of because of timing. Yeah. Um. So they um, they go, and um. Eben and Stella are like kind of reunited. Obviously, saved them. Um, and then essentially, rather than going, I'm just going to live my life as a vampire now. I'm essentially immortal. He's like, I actually have already had enough. Um, I can smell your blood, but I I know for a fact I can't eat human food anymore. Chips are off the menu. I love chips. Um, there's he no. He can't point. have what he wants to drink. He can't have what he wants. To <laughs> he can't have what he wants to drink or eat. You know exactly how a stranger feels. Um. um so yes. he sort of resigns himself to See what, I'll watch dying. The sunrise with her, and we have a scene. We forgot to mention it when when Melissa George is under the car. She says, oh, "I wish I'd, you know, I should have never left you." I put it to you, Melissa, that had you left him and not gone back to the town, you'd have been fine. Yeah, you'd have been absolutely fine. Um, yeah, but um, you know, it's a nice thing to say in the inevitable. I don't think necessarily we saw them work through the issues of their relationship. Um, no, and in a, and in a way, that's kind of like quite refreshing, isn't it? It's not like ah, uh, we we don't want to Im- Im- put a, a sort of love story in the middle of this as well. It feels like a, a genuine human relationship is sort of happening while all the terror unfolds yeah. around them. It's nice, and it's kind of reconciled, and she they have a cuddle up together, and then comes sharp for a minute when the sun comes up. He like goes oh, and then oh it's... yeah, it does look painful though. Like he does look. He, she's kind of holding also she's like holding his head but i'd be like i don't know really know what happens when a vampire turns to ash so i don't know if i want to hold his head because i bet what if he explodes what if he's just on fire and that kills me as well if he actually catches fire yeah yeah it seems dangerous but, but um it sort of turns into it's kind of like from a film point of view like he's been medusa and he turns to practically stone but then he just infinity wars away right so yeah just turns to Turns to dusty dust. Yeah, and there we go. And that's it. That's the end. That's the end of uh, 30 Days of Night. Uh, not a very nice ending, essentially, even though some people do survive. Eben. Not Eben, though. Not Eben. Not See, Ebony and I've Ivory. Only, I've only read the synopsis on Letterboxd for the sequel, but his wife goes off for revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's a different actress, though, isn't it? It's not Melissa, Melissa George. Yeah, a different a different actor goes to not a thirty days of night place. I think either. I think no, just like L A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goes to L A. and looking about in L A. in an urban setting. Goes to like goes around L A. and like I don't know, posts some derogatory things about vampires on the internet. There, vampires suck, literally. Um. Yeah. There we go. Have you got any? Have you got any name game? A couple for you, Ben. Bear with me a second. Thank you. Read... I've only got one currently, so read me the. Uh, have you got the synopsis <laughs> there that you can read to me, and then I can work it into. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Okay, so after an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it does disrupt um, one young man's grandma's. Um, Christmas shopping for him and unfortunately um, thanks to an extended family he gets 30 copies of a late 90s early 2000s Madonna album 30 rays of light 30 rays of light very good what a banger you got yours 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've only got one, so I'm going to leave the rest to you. Um, after an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, um, a load of, bl- of thirsty vampires, not necessarily bloodthirsty, thirsty vampires okay. come to the local diner and rather than saying, we're going to suck all your blood, they say, can we order 30, <laughs> 30 um, if you've got them, can you just bring them out on individual um, plastic flat surfaces? Okay. Um, can I have that, but my favourite lemon lime fizzy drink, please? <laughs> 30 trays of Sprite. 30 trays of Sprite, Ever exactly. So they just love it. They're doing the Sprite challenge where you down it and then you do a big burp. That's it. Yeah, really try and like fill themselves up with so much liquid that if you tip over, it'll just pour back out of your body. Exactly. My dog does that sometimes. He drinks so much water. That oh my god! Water like sloshes back out of his stomach. Um, <laughs> the next one is um, bored after an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for an entire month. A man trains his intelligent horse to whinny um, for units of measurement, and then delights the town. By having him, um, having him bleat out the the uh, the tallness of all of the all of the people come round, all the people Thir- that come to him. Thirty nays of height. Thirty nays of height. Very good. That's very good. I wouldn't. I um, wouldn't expect a horse to be able to identify that. Um, <laughs> after um. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, a doctor, exasperated with explaining to a senile patient how many times they have to um, squirt their throat medicine into their mouth, finally just loses their temper and says that they need to do it 30 times and checks their understanding. 30 sprays of... It's more Night nurse, how you said it. So basically, thirty sprays. All right, <laughs> thirty sprays. All right, uh, I like and it. Then, and then, oh, the I, got, I got another. I got another oh, one. Sorry, I got another one. Um, after Alaskan town is plunged into darkness, the very final scene of this movie sees Eben inject himself with the vampire blood, and he goes and squares off with uh, what's his name, Marlowe, and he says, "Look." We could do this in a boxing ring. We could do this in a wrestling ring. We could do this in an MMA cage if you want to do that. And I'll give you 27 other ways that we could do it. Is it 30 ways to fight? 30 ways to fight, yeah. My last one for this week then is after an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for an entire month, local, um, local naturalists really struggle to understand the effect it's had on the local squirrel population who appear to have made their nests out of feces. Thirty something of shite. Yeah, it's something of shite. This really depends on your primary school animal knowledge. What's a squirrel's nest called? (laughs) Uh, 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 Hey? It's a dray. A dray! Thirty oh. drays of shite. Did they ever make their drays out of shite? Not that I know of, but I'm not Chris Packham. I've never claimed to be, so... No, don't claim to be. Um, okay, there we go. Is that it? That's it for me. Amazing. I've I've got no more, so that was fun. Uh, I guess we got to rate the movie now. Where you're standing? 
where you're standing on this? 30 days. Yeah. You know what? 30 days of night. I have a a fondness for it from, from back in the day. I think watching it back with, with modern eyes and where we've come in, in horror and where I am in life now, like it's not the same lofty heights maybe from, from back in the day, but it's not as terrible and cheesy as people give it, give it shit for. I can give it, mm. I can perhaps give some comment that thinking about it, it, its timeline is a little bit bizarre. Like there are some bits that are a bit laboured and carry on a bit, whereas there are other bits where then a week of time just passes and it's a bit different. Yeah. Uh, I know that they did some miniseries of this, and I think the the excellent concept of this might lend itself very well to a to a series. To I mean, a series, yeah. You really, if you really leaned into it and. I mean, it'd be a long series. Do the full 30 days. Do it 24 style. Oh, yeah. 30 episodes each of... Well, actually, maybe... Even, even if a couple of days are just day people sat in silence. Day before, Do a day before and a day after. Do a do a 32 episode series of the 30 yeah. days of night. And with enough interesting characters, you could really pull it off, I think. But conceptually, I'll be up for that. conceptually I love it. There are some great little effects in there there are some great little shots in mm. there um it's it's a bit of a product of its time maybe but there's there's stuff to enjoy here and i think as a conceptual piece i think it's something that i would watch mm. more of or you know i would watch i know ben absolute heresy <laughs> but i'd quite welcome a remake of this Take this idea and have a fresh take. I mean, because the, the comic, there's more content in that than we saw adapted. Even if it was just conceptually, and then you did another type of film with this. Now, I'd, I'd, I'd sit through a soft break. reboot. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's been back 16 the, years, isn't it? Let's do it. Back to the back to the score on this one. Like, I don't think I'd watch it that often. I think the flow is a little bit disjointed for that. But I'm still going to give this a to go c plus i enjoyed it okay okay that's nice i'm gonna go a little bit higher because i've do have a fond fondness for this movie and even though i can understand some of the problems it's got i think in terms of a um adaptation from comic to film i think it's pretty well done and i think it genuinely is quite scary like the all the, the single location abandoned location it's constantly nighttime. Everyone's hiding in the dark and tr- being quiet and stuff. Like it is genuinely scary, and I think it does. It does lean into heavily into yeah things like the thing and twenty eight days later in a way things that aren't focused on vampires. So that's cool. I think it's a nice take on the vampire as well in terms of the way the vampires look and act. Um, and yeah, I think it has some problems with the as I said the the timeline and the plot gets a little bit stuck there where it kind of goes like oh now it's 18 days later oh by the way there's another nine days i don't think it feels quite right does it doesn't feel doesn't feel like we're spending 30 days here it feels like we're just spending a couple of days in in barrow but still apart from that i think i'm just going to go for a straight b because it's definitely a film that i've always got fond things to say about and i would you know, in a, in a, another couple of years, I'd, I'd, I'm sure I'd be happy to watch it again. Will I go and watch the sequel? I don't know. Maybe, probably not. 
setting okay. a lane is a bit weird, but the mini series stuff sounds pretty interesting, and it does, and it has made me want to go and revisit the comic book again. You've you've hit that I forgot to mention there, Ben. Actually, the comic book element of it is a an interesting thing. Think about the time it was made. I mean, don't know if you've got them off the top of the dome. Is this the? It's roughly the same era, right? When we were getting three hundred and Sin City and things like that, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. I think it was kind of like. Two, I reckon 2002, 2003, the, 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 yeah, comet, the comet sort of came out. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think there's some interesting things for a comic book movie. It's a, an interesting adaptation. And I think maybe this is perhaps looked at in less favorable eyes for people who are looking at other genre pieces. I think you can consider this as a comic book movie. We've mm. had some great things from the, you know, from that subgenre more recently, but. I think there's there's stuff to enjoy here, and you know what? Leaning into, wouldn't we live in a blessed timeline if they'd taken this kind of visual approach and this kind of horror treatment when they made Doctor Michael Morbius at your service? Yeah, that's true. That's I true. Imagine Morbius being a gross vampire like this. It's not more. It's not more be you. It's not more be me. It's more be us. Um, <laughs> exactly. That would have been good. Uh, yeah there's there's approaches to recommend recommend here yeah definitely um there we go then that is it that is 30 days of night thank you very much for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout thanks to our current patrons john crinham ben scaife Stephen Christopher, Laura Kendrick, Toby Miller, Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilgren, Nick Spill, Troy Bursch, and Pazuzu. Thanks to Taj Eason for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook and TikTok. Just search Horror Hangout Podcast. You'll find us. Next week, we're doing a brand new release, first new release of the year for us. Megan slash Mephregan, however you want to say it. I am proper excited for Mephregan, Ben. I'm proper sure excited for Mephregan. Diminutive killer slash robot. Oh, lots of the best things. There's a little there's a little murderer. There's a robot person. There is... I, I, I'm not reading any of them because I don't want to spoil it for myself, but yeah, views of this have been quite strong, right? I think so, yeah. I've not really been paying too much attention. Again, I want to kind of be surprised by by what we get. So yeah, I don't want to read anything. I want to go zero spoilers. I've not watched any like final launch trailers since nope, I interacted with, since I interacted with Robot Mithrigan. Oh, yeah, she tweeted me the other day. So right, Andy, I'm at the cinema right, on Friday. See you then. I will <laughs> see you then. It's a date. How exciting! Looking forward to that. Yeah. Next week. Nice one. Not wait. Until I then, uh, thanks, Andy. I sometimes forget to say this, but thanks, Andy, for being a right horror dude. Thanks to you for being a right horror dude, Ben. And indeed, thanks for all of you out there being right horror dudes. Um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Hopefully vampires don't get you in these dark times, unless you're in the southern hemisphere where it's summer. In that case, I hope vampires yeah. don't get you in the shorter nights. But, you know. We just hope vampires don't get any of you, you know. Hope you can keep listening forever. Maybe if vampires got us, we could do... A never-ending horror podcast for the end of time. Horror, you would complete horror movies, but we officially all the, would. All the pain in the ass admin of being a vampire, though, is that a life you'd want to live, or would you just chip around yeah. until the sun comes up and get dusted? Maybe that. Maybe I'll do that. We'll consider, we'll consider that for the next week. Bye we will. That, <clears throat> See you later, everyone. <laughs>
Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.